Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the potential changes to the Destiny 2 Light subclasses from a Luke Smith interview with Polygon. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the audio version podcast platforms, you can always watch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. All of my content is on SNTRnetwork.com, and we got new features coming to SNTR Network in the new year. So, light class update, they're not doing anything in the near future, okay? In a recent interview, Destiny 2 game director Luke Smith gave some commentary on the subclasses in Destiny and how they plan to update and change them. Even though there does not seem to be a current or immediate plan to make changes, some of his commentary is causing concern or excitement in the community, depending on what you think of the current super and subclass systems. The identity of supers would likely change or be removed, and this certainly is making waves. So that's what today is about. So what did Luke Smith say? We got a lot of quotes in this video because I'm going to do my best to not misrepresent the situation or be clickbaity because this is a video about potential subclass updates, but we're not necessarily trying to do a sky is falling. Oh my gosh, Luke Smith's going to delete Well of Radiance. You know what I mean? So, in an interview with Polygon, he was fielding questions about the long-term plans for supers and subclasses in Destiny 2, especially after the aspect and fragment system that was introduced with Stasis. Many have wondered, are the light subclasses next? Are you going to take this aspects and fragment system that we're doing with Stasis, and are you going to bring it to my other subclasses? Because the other subclasses have been kind of criticized since the launch of Destiny 2 as being too rigid and narrow with the attunement system. And this is what Luke Smith had to say. We only want to have one central system for super, for supers, okay? So they, they want to have one central system. So Destiny 2 game director Luke Smith told Polygon that, all right? As Bungie sets out to add new content, keep up with seasons, eventually they'll add new darkness powers and improve stasis over year four. And it isn't planned release date for an updated Arc Solar Avoid supers, okay? So in the immediate future... In year four, that's the year we're in, they will be improving Stasis 4 and then eventually adding Darkness superpowers. Or, I'm sorry, Darkness powers. Now, it's pretty clear that we'll be getting those Darkness powers in Witch Queen and Lightfall, probably as new subclasses, so we'll end up with three Dark and three Light. I think that's pretty obvious. Obviously, that's not been confirmed, but I think it's obvious, right? Now, he says, on a long enough timeline, it is something that Luke Smith is passionate about. So as game director, he is passionate long-term to update Arc Solar and Void. And here's how he expands on that. I can totally imagine in Luke Fantasyland, you know, all the supers using the same system. That sounds awesome. But also, the supers we have in the game would be an edited list. It would be something that's edited toward more identity than what we have today. This is one of the things we were arguing about before today's official recorded discussion. Well of Radiance doesn't really have an identity. It's a bit of a one-size-fits-all. It It's allowed to do both you know, healing survival as well as damage. It kind of gets to pick from, as I said, it's a super buffet. It's grabbing all the different perks and benefits of lots of other supers uh, and putting it all into one. And he's saying they would move towards honing them to an identity. Now, the next section is, what does that mean? If, if you're actually going to start doing this, what does that mean? Does that mean you're removing supers? Are you sunsetting supers? I actually think this is a valid concern and question given how long the franchise has been out and I like some of his thoughts here. I just realized there is a grumpy face in that Nova. <laughs> I didn't see that when I grabbed this from Google Image Shirts. Given that some of the supers would likely get the axe while others are allowed to stay, many are left wondering, 
what will get a pass and what will get chopped. Forsaken, for example, introduced a lot of new supers that have taken on very specific roles for some players, right? There are very, very specific things that some of these supers are now doing, and many people have really come to love them. You know, Forsaken introduced some stuff that is is getting used uh, quite a bit. I love how the live chat likes the grumpy Nova bomb. Now, here's his quote about this to give us some concrete... Um, concrete examples okay it's much easier for me to look at nova bomb and say nova bomb is ip defining it's an ip defining super uh you would get rid of nova warp okay so if you put nova warp and nova bomb against each other that's that's kind of his point okay in this case smith is talking about a classic warlock ability nova bomb and comparing it to a mediocre pvp only super nova warp cutting nova warp might hurt some fans but it's generally pretty safe more people like nova bomb than nova warp for other subclasses though the decision would not be so easy. So essentially what they're saying is when you think of Void Warlock, you think of Nova Bomb. Nova Warp is generally not landing in PvE content. Even if you're just playing for fun, you're probably going to use Nova Bomb. Okay? If you're going into easy content like a strike and you don't really feel like running anything meta, you're like, I don't need Well of Radiance in here. Strikes are really easy. I'm going to go Void. It's a Void week. You're still going to probably generally most of the community is going to land on Nova Bomb just because of its long-term appeal. The first time I ever saw a trailer for Destiny uh, gameplay, I saw a Nova Bomb and I was like, I have to play that game. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. The third-person animation shift was, in my mind, it was amazing. I had never seen anything like it before, and I had to do it. This gets more dicey and a little bit more complicated when you start to look at some of the other subclasses, and specifically the one we're all thinking of, Dawnblade and Well of Radiance. Difficult decisions would have to be made about supers that are in clear competition with each other. For Luke Smith, there are two solar supers that would clearly clash in the boardroom meeting. So here's his commentary. Within the Solar Warlock, there are two really distinct fantasies that don't work together at all. Currently, Solar Warlocks can drop a Well of Radiance at their feet, which heals allies and buffs their damage. But a different tree of Solar Warlock lets the class fly around the sky, raining Hellfire down from a flaming sword. Same subclass, different trees, very different use cases. Unlike Nova Warp versus Nova Bomb, both have an identity worth preserving. In order to transition Solar Warlock to the modular stasis system, Bungie would need to pick one of those these playstyles to align the identity of the subclass, potentially alienating people who liked the benched playstyle. One of the main you know, frictions here is that the you know Dawnblade is really really strong in pvp the minute you go into content where the team needs to survive and do damage that is where well of radiance makes a lot of its appearances now i will concede the point this morning in the discussion that if you're playing public event strikes or you know the 80 percent of the content that's not that challenging you don't necessarily need to lean on well of radiance my main criticism of well of radiance has always been that it is a one-size-fits-all super as i said this morning it gets to grab from the buffet oh what's that your super does lots of damage that's adorable i make the entire team do lots of damage and that's buffing really really strong you know heavies 
Oh, that's cute. You help the team stay alive with the bubble. So do I, except we're invincible and can just stand here. Like, there's there's all kind of things that it gets to do. I think, actually, my feedback would be to sharpen and hone it into a healing support subclass as opposed to being one that gives everybody more strength and power for damage. It's getting to kind of grab from both worlds, and that's what I would do. Now, some people had good suggestions this morning when they said, why not let us keep both? The same way we can do Sentinel Shield or the, the Titan Bubble, you could just pop your super with your two bumpers on your controller and fly around and throw Dawnblade. And the Aspects and Fragments would let you build the Dawnblade class that maybe you're accustomed to or maybe one of the new ones they've come up with. Maybe they give you different abilities or new things. Think of how you can do the Shatter Dive on a Hunter right now in Stasis. They could start to evolve these subclasses to make them a little bit more fun, new, or fresh. If you hold down your bumpers or if you're a mouse and keyboard player, whatever you would use here, you would instead of doing dawn blade you would do your well of radiance now again i think the point here would be leaning on what luke smith's commentary is saying you would really want to take well of radiance and hone it and shape it into a more identity defining super that this is about supporting the team and helping it stay alive and not about doing that and a damage buff it doesn't get to pick from both worlds which would create more opportunities for team comp it would create more opportunities for people to lean on other supers like maybe a bubble next to a well at the very least then both supers are kind of doing an individual task or or object something somebody said this morning that that was a very good observation is that if you look at the silence and squall super on the hunter super it could be in many uh in many cases this idea that that is sort of replacing blade barrage you could also consider the fact that the, the Titan super where you slam the ground and you create a pathway of damage and then you can run in melee that could be replacing the big giant uh, hammer that the Titan can use right now burning maul probably doesn't get a ton of use and that one could be sort of seen as replacing it so ideally in my mind this is what I said come lightfall you would have 18 supers 6 supers per class and each would be very very well defined and modifiable and adjustable with the aspects and fragment system maybe in the coming months and seasons they do that with stasis to give them more of an evolved identity beyond where they are right now and that would leave room for let's say sentinel shield and titan bubble and dawn blade and well of radiance to exist as opposed to only one super per maybe some of the stasis supers could evolve as well with the aspects and fragments system we are going to transition to q a if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere if you're a paying member you can submit a question that gets read live on the air if you're listening to this as a recording elsewhere you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the subclass update interview that Luke Smith did with Polygon. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the podcast platforms, you can also watch me live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com or get all of my content in one location at sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com is going to get a lot of new features come January, so keep that site bookmarked and check it as often as you can. First question from N.A. Painter uh, says, possible builds without change and with customization. Devour with Top Tree or Nova Warp. Heat Rising with Icarus Dash with Well. Two times length Chaos Reach. Truly Infinite Invis. Inertia Override. Okay, 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 okay. And more thoughts. You're just doing... Um, 
you're just doing a Voltron thing that I think would they would probably want to avoid. Um, if you're too young for Voltron, tell your parents they failed you. I, you're they're allowing you. You're just grabbing all of these things and building a super soldier, you know. And I don't think that's probably where they're going to want to take things, where you can take the absolute best pieces of every attunement and slap them all together. Um, I would imagine whatever they decide to do, this is not going to be the road they take, because you. The, one of the things they do with attunements is they they make you choose between something awesome and something else awesome, or one good thing and another good thing. They don't let you literally, you know, I want to have it all. Like you can't, you know, they let you pick. Uh, a couple of things that are awesome or strong and then you kind of have to leave some other things uh, on the shelf so I don't think they're going to want to have everybody turning themselves into Voltron and and forming themselves into you know and this is one of my criticisms of Well of Radiance it's a, it's a super that's a buffet it's grabbing lots of perks and ideas and identity markers from other supers and it gets all of them you're wanting to do that with attunements and I actually don't think that would be ultimately good for the game because essentially you would be an idiot not to run the most powerful build. You know what I mean? You'd, you'd be dumb. You'd be like, well, why would I ever run anything but the absolute, like, ding, 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 ding. This is the most powerful build. Um, too much freedom can become super problematic, you know? It, it really can. And uh, this is an example of where I, I think they would over uh, overswing or in, 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 in another way of phrasing it, they're giving you too much power. They're giving you too... Uh, they're giving you too much strength, you know, and that that's always a risk they're taking when they give you freedom. Always. Chronic Spin Dash says, how would you give more of an identity to a super? Luke Smith is referring to like Nova Warp, not just that specific one, but all supers that fall into that spectrum. Well, ultimately, you have to ask the question, what what are you trying to accomplish? Right. What are you trying to accomplish? What what's your what's your goal here? Where where are you going with the super? And then you build the super to do that, as opposed to, you know, supers sometimes are. I mean, maybe maybe that's not exactly the solution, right? Some of the supers are too narrow. Well, this is an ad clearing super. Well, okay, is that all it does? You know, is that is. Is that it? Is is that the end of the is that the end of the road? And so you know, most people don't pay much uh, attention to it. So, um, I would say you have to give a super an identity that that can't be mimicked by another, right? Um, you, it's an ad clearing super. Okay, can can it can it do, you know, can it do anything else? You know, um, the hot fix that just went out says. It's, it's fixing a bunch of issues. Stasis crystals could be used to wedge oneself between a rock and a hard place, resulting in guardians being phased through closed doors. Suck it, glitchers. Uh, players could encounter a crash when emote swapping while frozen. Warlocks could emit damage impulse using Vesper of Radius without using their rift charge. Uh, with this resolve, Vesper of Radius may once again be equipped. Uh, players could achieve solo flawless dungeon triumphs using checkpoints. Settings for motion blur, blur, film grain, and chromatic aberration would result to default between play sessions on the next-gen consoles. So that is what the update did. Just fixed a handful of, uh, of issues. So Vesper is back, and the Atrax glitch has been shut down. You'll have to come up with another way to, uh, to, do, to do that. <laughs> so to, to answer your question in the most succinct way possible... 
Whatever identity they end up giving a super, don't let something else have that identity unless it's on another class, I guess. So every class can have an ad clearing super. Um, but I would say even that, I don't know if it's far enough, you know, is tickle fingers and, 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 and Titan strike, uh, Titan slam. Are they too similar? You know, you're just roaming around and killing stuff with arc. I, I feel like they need to be given more identity. I feel like you need to try to make them more unique. So you're literally, as I said, you're picking between 18 supers and none of them are very similar. So if you want to get a really dope roaming arc smashing slamming super, you can't get it unless you make a Titan. Um, I don't know. I'm, this is where my brain gets off of the, uh, off of the thought train. I can give you the big picture. I'm the visionary. I'm not the details guy. Big picture, every super, 18 super specific, very awesome identity supers that are modified, deepened, or changed, or adjusted with aspects and fragments. That's what I want. That's the end goal. How do you get there? You got to leave that for the greater minds of, of uh, on the engineering teams and the, and the, and the class building teams. That's up to them. That's not up to me. So that's what that's what I would set my sights on. If if Arc Staff and Tickle Fingers and Titan Slam are too similar, make them different in some way. Try to give them identities that aren't so homogenized. How do you do it? That's not up to me. That's not up to me. But Luke Smith seems to agree with that goal, and they've got to figure out a way to do that. They've got to figure out a way to make them not feel so samey and so homogenized because at the moment that is one of the primary problems with the the quantity of supers that we have they don't really have this you know this this sort of etched out identity in the game it's like this is basically the hunter's version of fill in the blank this is basically so and so's version the, the the warlock's version or the titan's version of you know fill in the blank and so if we can get to a place where that's not that's not happening then I don't think people would be as upset if we lose supers if all 18 are 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 strong and have their own identity. PN Raynard. Given the poor reception the Luke Smith interview has received by a majority of people on Reddit and the Bungie forums, I'm not shocked at all. Do you see Luke Smith backing away from removing some supers? No. If he thinks it's good for the game, if the vision is cast and there's there's some sense of agreement at the company, then it's going to be like sunsetting, right? I, I literally had someone in my chat that was like, we're fighting the good fight on Reddit. Sunsetting is not guaranteed at this point. And I was like, oh, you sweet summer child. They, they, at that point in time, sunsetting was already baked into the game and coming. You know, your, your tantrums on Reddit would not stop it from happening. Okay you're putting sandbags on the shore in front of a tsunami it's coming you're not stopping it right if luke smith as game director and his project leads agree that we can get over there to this awesome place we got to remove some stuff along the way they'll do it they removed entire planets if you think they're gonna if they're if they're not gonna remove supers because of bad reception no i'm not trying to be rude you haven't been paying attention the idea of removing planets and sunsetting weapons 
got terrible reception from Reddit and the forums, and they did it anyway. Why? They can see farther down the road than you, right? They have a longer vision for the game than Reddit. Like, I, and, and that is not me being, you know, throwing shade on Reddit. They don't, they don't need a whole lot of help in that department. So, I, they can see further than you. They know what's necessary for the game to evolve, move forward, and become better than it is now. Going into Lightfall, if you're like clutching, I, I do not dare take Blade Barrage from me. And they're like, yeah, but we have some really cool things we can do if, if, we, if we go this route. You know what I mean? And I think Creature is right. If Luke Smith said at the Polygon, it's already halfway through development. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. He's throwing it out there. He's throwing it out there. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to happen. You know? I don't know. They do Sunset in a very distasteful way, and that's my issue. Eh, that's subjective. I don't think it was distasteful. You got a ton of warning. They 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 did it in a way where they let you know why they had to do it. Now I don't know if it was distasteful. It was a little extreme. I actually think they should have done it a little bit more segmented. They should have sunset year one, and then a season later they should have sunset year two. And then, and then a season later, they should have sunset year three. Like, I think they should have spaced out sunsetting to make it less painful. But I don't think it was, like, distasteful or disrespectful. Um, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I think there's room to disagree and debate that. But, but, they did it. Right? They did it. They're sunsetting armor, guns, you know, planets. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by distasteful. They always overswing. Well, you might want to look up the word uh, distasteful. This you use this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Like that's not really, it's <laughs> not really the best use of distasteful. <laughs> they were, um, they were aggressive. Maybe would be a better word, a more accurate word to 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 represent your position. Your position is actually one that I believe even pro sunset players probably share to a degree. Your position. This was a little aggressive. Holy frick! You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, like Astacross said, Luke Smith's fairy tale vision in his head for the game evidently becomes reality. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. I think the verbiage is what's concerning. He left just enough wiggle room for use to have three dark classes instead of three dark and three light. I can see dark classes replacing the light now. Now that I don't think they're going to do. No, 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 no. I, I don't agree with that because he said up here, um, on a long timeline, it's something he's passionate about, which is updated arc, solar, and void supers. He said on a long enough timeline, it's something he's passionate about. So he's actually passionate about updating the light subclasses, not replacing them with dark. So I, I, I think that's a bit of a misread of the article. I know you're saying he's leaving wiggle room. I don't really think he is. I think he's saying, oh, we have enough time. Yeah, I want to see all those updated, which doesn't, that doesn't really, that doesn't really square with, oh, we're removing them. Like we're removing all of them. I don't, I don't think that squares uh, with that. So uh, I don't want to play Luke's fairy tale magical vision of this game. Sorry, he's game director, you know? If if some game director took over, uh, you know, Diablo 4 and made changes and removed things and did things, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, man. I, th- th- whoever gets in charge, you know, they have a say. 
Uh, look at the directors for the Star Wars franchise. <sighs> Yikes. Ooh. Right? Somebody gets in charge and is like, this is what we should do. Well, you, you, you either keep playing and live in their world or uh, you don't, you know? And to a certain degree, I think the game's come a long way under his direction. I, I actually think he's done a very, very good job, you know? Um, disagreeing, disagreeing with his decisions, okay, but can you actually argue right now that the game is in terrible shape? Like, would you have preferred them stay with Activision and have launched a, and, and launched a sequel right now? Holy moly, that would have been bad. You know, I don't know. I think we're I think we're in we're in actually uh, in, in pretty good shape. You know, so. And I know that's that's my opinion. Um, so, we read the patch notes. It's just a handful of fixes. It's nothing significant. It's nothing that significant. Darksider, with Bungie already struggling to generate enough stuff for players, how do you see them creating new aspects and fragments for Stasis plus all the other darkness subclasses while also creating aspects and fragments for the light subclasses while creating enough loot? Well, number one, the Stasis subclass, aspects, fragments, and whatever, that's a team that is not on the reward team, so that those are irrelevant to each other. He's They're expanding the reward team to give you uh, more loot. And the, uh, the actual, um, the, the actual team that's doing that is separate. So now to the other part of your question, I want to answer lightly. says, I have no motivation to play. What do you actually do in destiny? I'm serious. You talk and chill with chat, but do you actually have a desire to do anything? I actually do, but I can't because people leave. Um, I would love to grind for the exotics. I don't have any of them. I would love to grind for God rolls of the, the loot on, um, um, Europa, but everyone leaves. So I've dialed back gameplay because I'm trying to create a product, not play a video game and get loot. Like I'll be okay. If I don't get that loot, I'll be all right. Um, my commentary on the game is still sound and good and rooted in my experience of the new content. I played it all. Uh, you know, I've done everything that there is to do. I'm just not grinding because I can't. We, I, I, I'm in a, if I was on the purple platform and didn't have my entire career destroyed by lying charlatans, then I'd probably be playing a lot more because over there I could kind of cruise in the mornings and grind. And here when I cruise in the mornings and grind, we absolutely die. And so I'm having to kind of craft a, 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 a brand, a, 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 a product. You know what I mean? If I chill with friends, it's fine. But when I'm supposed to play alone, I have motivation. There's nothing for me to go for. Well, and you may be just ahead of me on the wave, though. If I was playing by myself, I'd go for those. Uh, I'd go for the exotics I don't have, because th- th- those are solo grinds anyway. Um, I'd go for uh, some of the roles I still don't have on the Wrathborn guns. That's a solo. That's a solo grind. Um, so, what do you mean career destroyed? I was uh, one of I was in the top one percent of purple platform streamers and bought a house and was providing for my family and I got it all taken away from me from uh, from a, a lying group of terrible people and so 
I'm having to I'm having to consider I'm I'm trying to build something again. I'm basically set back to not square one. I'm I'm at square four, three or four. There was a time on that platform where I had to make content decisions that were more based on what the audience wanted against what I wanted. I, I'm I'm in that same mode now. If the audience wants me to sit and talk, I sit and talk. If the audience wants more discussions, Q&A, and, and things like that, that's what I have to lean into. I've, I earned the freedom on the other platform to kind of do what I want. Well, I can't do that now. So I'm just being honest. I would be, I would be grinding for all those weapons, but the handful of times I've opened up the game to play, it just absolutely shreds our morning momentum. So I, I don't have that luxury right now. The YouTube audience is okay with gameplay if it's new and fresh. Hawkmoon, The Raid, when all the new content dropped. I, the YouTube crowd was like, awesome, we love the gameplay. As soon as that stuff, as soon as that stuff's not relevant, nobody cares for gameplay. It's a very, very different audience, and I'm learning to navigate the waters. So, because providing for my family and building this, uh, rebuilding this is more important than me getting some god rolls in a, in a game. So, uh, five years of work got shot to sunshine by people that, you know, live in a fantasy land and you know, are, are helping craft the terms of service on a platform now that is banning the use of certain words so they can enjoy their preschool safe place. You know, I've, uh, I've got my sights set on the horizon and we got good plans for next year. And, you know, maybe this time next year I can play a little bit more. I, uh, I'm willing to sacrifice a little gameplay, you know? So now back to Darksiders question here. You know, as far as creating aspects and fragments for stasis as well as the other darkness subclasses, what what I what I actually think that they're doing, right? What I actually think that they're doing, they have aspects and fragments that were already created and ready to go. They just space them out, you know. Um, I, I actually think they just space them out. They they know they know that like these aspects and fragments are going to land in season, you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Instead of giving them all to us now. Think of how many attunements and bubbles and checkboxes you had in D1 when they introduced a new subclass. They created all those bubbles. They just called them aspects and fragments, and they gave you, I don't know what, six per character or something. And there's, you know, 18 total. Something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Do you think it's worth it being a content creator, having to sacrifice your freedom of what you create versus what your audience demands? When does it become too much? Well, if I had a normal and traditional job, I'd be in a similar situation, would I not? I would have to sacrifice, can I play this game or this game? Can I play that game or that game? Can I do more grinding in Destiny, or do I want to play this new game? Why? Well, my schedule in my life would demand that I make those sacrifices for my family. So, sacrificing gameplay to help grow this, to provide for my family, I'm willing to do that. You know, if I had unlimited resources and I had unlimited money, I would have sued the absolute pants off of all those people, but I didn't have that luxury. I had to sacrifice that desire because my family and paying and not losing our house was more important than suing mediocre, you know, failing streamers. So, you know, and, you know, <laughs> and like I said, I can live without some God rolls in a video game. I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be okay. I enjoy discussion and talking anyway. I'm a very verbose person. I can sit here and talk all day long. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm not really sacrificing that much. To a certain extent, sometimes I prefer talking with you guys and debating like we did this morning versus grinding a lost sector. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm like, I'm trading a cheeseburger for a piece of pizza. It's like, I like both. 
right? We read the hotfix patch notes. They're not that interesting. They just fixed a couple of things. So, next question from uh, Darksider. How long do you see Bungie making aspects and fragments for stasis uh, expansion is likely adding to another darkness subclass focus? Do you see stasis being done and completed in the following three seasons? Or do you see more support for it in five years? No, I think we'll be done and then it'll be time for whatever's new with Witch Queen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's the plan. Uh, I think that, I think that's, I think that's the plan. So, um, so I've been lurking for some time in your streams. I'm sure you'll be just fine. I appreciate it. We're, we're on a great rebuilding trajectory. We are, we are. I'm matching last year almost. So where I was last year, we're close to that. So they set me back a year. Congratulations. You're all going nowhere. And you set back me a year and you gave me a redemption character arc and your character arc is, you know, backstabbing lying charlatans that'll eventually be exposed for who you are. So eventually I'll rise from the ashes and eventually you'll fall into them. So the tables will turn over time. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, Darksider, that's what I think is going to happen. I think their, their plan is to complete these, these, uh, stasis in, uh, year four and then year five will be a new one and we'll spend year, uh, five doing the same thing, like a slowly, uh, slowly doing it. That's what I think. Toastius Crayon, I support the trimming of supers for game balance. Do you think this is a chance for them to make exotics special by altering the super rather than just giving the super back? Um, yeah, I mean, to a, to a certain extent, right? To a certain extent, adjusting supers would give them opportunity to adjust some exotics or sunset exotics. Now, I know the minute we say sunset exotics, there's like alarm bells ringing on Reddit and everyone's getting ready to type their angry responses, right? So, I I I happen to think I happen to think that that is a part of this discussion at Bungie. The exotics and the exotic defining exotics and the, the, I'm sorry, the subclass defining exotics are probably a part of this discussion. So, um, do you think the tables will turn on these two individuals? Justin M, you can create a big enough treasure trove of money to protect yourself from what we would consider justice, but I I think there's a deeper I think there's a deeper anger and misery and bitterness awaiting people that live fake lives and hurt others privately. Um their their due and their justice will actually be more severe because it'll run deeper than their bank account. So I don't care how full your bank account is or how big your house is. There are there are bigger forms of justice and uh, and and forms of judgment and karma awaiting people that um yeah. I, I don't I'm not concerned. I really am not. You can you can keep all your money in your big house. There's there's deeper judgment awaiting people that have lived lives like that. So you can't absolve yourself with you know, doing good before the public. That doesn't that doesn't actually do anything long term uh, for for deep deep seated uh, you know bitterness anger and fear and paranoia about being exposed that's a sickness you can't shake so but yeah I I actually think the the exotics that define a super and the supers that are really strong I think all of that's on the table right now I think all of that's on the table so. Um, so the, 
they're not just going to do this as like a single like yanking out a super like yep it's gone there'll be a full full reworking of that entire side of the game um think of it like this remember when they added like tractor cannon and tractor cannon was insanely strong and then they were like oh Icolos can't be void and they made Icolos always drop solar do you remember when they did that that's like a microcosm of that's like a microcosm of what's probably going to be happening with all this they're going to be like look this stuff was added at a time when the game was totally different it was totally different and yeah we read the update uh, Jonathan thank you that that's going to be basically the argument look we had to take away some of the things on tractor cannon we had to make Icolos not be void you know we had to do those things why what was they, they were added at a different time right that's that's like a micro did I say chasm microcosm anyway that's like a micro example of what's happening here a lot of these supers and a lot of these things were added at a time when the game was completely different you know what I mean so they yeah they're, they're gonna be able to justify it I think to a certain extent you know they're gonna be able to justify it to a certain extent what's he tweeting Teddy that tweet's been deleted. It says it's unavailable. I can't. Yeah, it says tweet unavailable. It looks like it's been deleted. No. The whole syringe says. Did he accidentally tweet something by accident? What did it say, Teddy? Did he let a cat out of the bag? <laughs> Get us a screenshot. Uh, Destiny 2 gameplay may not be what is hot now, but. Uh, uh, but that is what your new gaming channel's for, to play new games and the hotness like the Phoenix game, Cyberpunk. Gameplay will drive better viewer attendance. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Gritter. Somebody said that Gritter was paying me compliments about how I pivot. I, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, listen, if you guys are new uh, and you're enjoying the conversation in the back and forth, this is kind of what we do. It's a live, interactive podcast style. Uh, it is safe for work. You can kind of keep me on in the background. A lot of people kind of throw me on as a radio show lurk. Monday through Friday, I only do live streams on this channel, so you can sub in confidence. If you haven't clicked the subscribe button or the like button, uh, we're nearing 1,000 likes. That helps this video a lot. And uh, as well, uh, as well. Among Us is now available on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, please. If Among Us comes to Xbox Game Pass, it's on Switch. We will be able to bring Among Us back into rotation and really have some of those fun fight nights where, like, everybody across platforms can play. Next, we need Fall Guys on all platforms, too. So, looks like he let it out of the bag by accident, and then it got deleted. (laughs) Whole Syringe says, uh, Luke Smith said he would like to update the light subclasses, but they have higher priorities and not enough bandwidth. What do you think they are working on uh, that is that important besides the second dark subclass uh, for the Witch Queen expansion? I don't know. I don't know. They do what's called parallel development, so all hands could be sort of on deck, making sure that the next couple of seasons are ready to go and the the next expansion's ready to go and the seasons after that are ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, if I have 10 people... And all of those 10 people are working on projects. And I'm like, man, it'd be really great if we could update the light subclasses. And I look at those 10 people midstream. I, I, I can't. I can't yank it out. You know what I mean? 
It says Game Pass PC. I see why he deleted it. Oh, he's probably just going to do another one then. It might have been a typo. Witch Queen in general is probably eating up everything. I would not be surprised if Witch Queen is going to be pretty big. I think Beyond Light was a little bit smaller because they had to rebuild so many systems. They were moving lots of things around. They were changing lots of things. So, you know, yeah. Uh, Among Us is now available on Xbox Game Pass um, PC. Oh, did he misspell it or something originally? So yeah, Among Us is now going to be available on Xbox. That's dope. Um... Oh, it's available on Xbox Game Pass PC, so it's not available on the consoles. Is that what he means? You can't get it on the consoles? That's weird. Um, that you would only be able to get it on the uh, like the the consoles. That's that's that to me is a little bit strange. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. In any case, in any case, sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if because they had to do a lot of rebuilding of planets and scripts and systems and areas and they had to rework the, you know, the the prophecy dungeon. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that cut this cut this expansion a little bit short and so they're trying to make Witch Queen massive. They said there's going to be more weapons in Witch Queen. They're increasing the reward staff for Witch Queen. Um, you know what I mean? I I I, I don't know. I don't know. Among Us Pets? Oh, there's going to be add-ons. They're going to have microtransactions. Um, that's crazy. They're going to have they're going to be selling Among Us Pets and outfits. Mm. It says cross-platform co-op. Yep. So you'll be able to play cross-platform Among Us on uh Huh. But again, can you install it on your Xbox? It says PC in the Game Pass app. Yeah, it looks like it's PC only. What's good, Jermaine? Yeah, so I I would say I would say what I'm making right now are predictions that Beyond Light got a little short a, a little shorted because they had to rebuild the game. They had you know what we're playing right now on PC is very different. They had to do the quality of life updates for the Series X and the PS5. Um, they had to do a lot of structural things that probably ate up bandwidth. So now you know they're they're probably considering how big they can make Witch Queen. Among Us would be cool on tablet. I thought you could play it on an iPad or an iPhone. Isn't it in the Apple Store? 18 likes away from 1,000. Echo Hammer. Hey, Lono, what if the idea uh, that Bungie is eliminating seldom-used light supers to reimagine them as decay and blight, whatever they end up being called, supers instead? For example, Nova Bomb could be a decay bomb. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't really know. There, yo, thank you, Elegant, for clicking the join button. Third new member today. Enjoy your dope badge emotes and the ability to take part in live QA as well as extra rooms in the Discord. I, I like where your head's at. Like, imagine getting rid of Well of Radiance and you could get a Well of Blight. You know what I mean? Think Wither Horde. But you could put a Well of Blight on the ground that kills enemies if they get near you and it adds blighted damage to all of your guns or all of your weapons that you shoot from it 
So you would you would still have that super in essence, but it would be it would be because I believe we're going to get a poison subclass and a and a blighted subclass. I believe the poison thing they did with the the gloves and the thorn is a hint that we're getting a poison subclass. I think the wither horde is a hint that we're getting a blighted subclass, which is essentially taken powers. So you could literally put a well on the ground that is blighted. And then for, you know, for poison, you could do, yeah, a poison warp where you warp around and create poison and, and chained explosions. And so then I, I like that idea. I really, really do. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Um, we hit, we hit 1000 likes. Thank you so much. I don't know. There, there is a lot, there is a lot going on there that, that could be really, really fun in the way of not suddenly being like, oh my gosh, all of the supers are gone. It's no, we have 18 supers and they're all very individual and they have unique feels and, and unique themes. Um, doesn't say killed by corruption. If you die from thorn gauntlets currently in the game. Yeah, it's called corruption. Yeah, I, so they could call it. You know, they could change it to to poison. I just subbed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for subbing to the channel. We hit a sub milestone and rolled it over. A little cushion would be nice if you haven't hit sub yet. That helps support me. Uh, I'm Echo Hammer, by the way. I didn't know it uses my at. Oh, this is you. No worries, Sven. No worries, Sven. Coyote, do you think that alternate supers? could just be combined into one subclass and have them as an option like top tree sentinel this was a suggestion earlier and i mentioned it in my talk i you know i don't dislike this suggestion you know being able to have dawn blade and well of radiance i still think well of radiance needs to be honed in to a support healing identity and less damage buff identity because uh, i feel like it gets to do too much I just feel like it's too, it's just too one size fits all, uh, for my, you know, in, in, in my opinion. So, um, uh, it's, you know, I know, I know people disagree with me on this. I know they want me to leave well alone, but I think if you're going to leave well in the game and you're going to, and you're going to let people continue to use it, um, I, I, I actually think that you have to give it more of an identity of healing support and less of a and less of a damage uh, identity so and then it could stay in the game it could it could be it could be a an alternative to dawnblade cuz dawnblade just isn't going to show up that much in pve you know what i mean it just isn't going to uh benson with the changes to subclasses potentially on the horizon, do you, would uh, would this imply changes to the exotics that interacts with them? Do you think they'll adapt those to fit the new supers? This is one of the reasons having that VIP tier and early access to Q and A is nice. This question was basically already asked by Darksider. Um, and if you don't have VIP, you can still submit questions before I go live um, in the Discord. That was something I believe that Darksider did. I don't even think he did it as a VIP. I think he just literally did it before I went live. So another advantage uh, to use in the Discord. So yeah, we basically already answered this. The idea being, I believe the exotics are on the table as well because there are many exotics that are super defining to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Um, As much as this discussion has been great, this is the kind of stuff I wish Bungie would keep their mouth shut on until they have more fleshed out ideas like transmog ideas in their infancy. I actually disagree with you. I think they should uh, put it out there. Why? Because look what happened with sunsetting. Everybody was able to voice their, voice their opinions about reissues. 
and and those types of things and i think that that was good for them to hear from us before actually sunsetting getting fully up uh ramped up um and ready to go um so um uh <clears throat> um you know i i i think that uh the in 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 the way that they've uh in the way that they've done this in the past, sometimes they roll out an idea and people are like, what the frick is this? Like low card farming and trials, right? So sometimes I actually think it is good to put something out in its infancy so that um, so that there is that community feedback that can help maybe tweak it uh, or adjust it, you know, l- uh, long term. So um do you think stasis classes will receive a second super or melee? That is entirely possible. Maybe that's a discussion that Bungie's going to be having is, hey, can we add alternate supers to stasis so when we do this with the light subclasses, there's not this strange imbalance where all the light subclasses have two options and the stasis ones don't. Um, you know? That, I think, could be another uh, another way to set up the runway. Transmog is going to end up being more than a year out from when they initially announced it yeah i know i know um i just to me eugene i kind of prefer them to drop things out into the ethos and let us have feedback on it we're basically a part of the think tank at that point we're helping kind of shape implementation think about one of the things we always say we 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 kind of always land on this right great idea bad implementation great idea bad execution i i definitely think that this is maybe a part of that strategy of saying hey we're we're going to we're going to be we're going to be doing this thing you know in in in, and we're not really sure how we're going to do it yet and then they spend the next you know, three months reading Reddit, reading forums, reading Twitter, accepting feedback. And then that's like a person in the room. Like we're in the boardroom meeting at that point. Because this is one area where Bungie has traditionally struggled. Oh, this was such a good idea. I could totally see where they were going with this. Wham! And it falls flat on its face. Bad execution. So, um... I understand where you're coming from. They announce this. Everybody gets their hopes up. Everybody gets excited, and then they wait for forever. For as you as uh, as you're saying with transmog, we're we're gonna wait for an eternity. For it's gonna feel like an eternity, right? In the gaming world, that's an eternity. Well, you know, we've had a lot of good input on it, and hopefully, a lot of that input gets implemented. Techno with the next question. I'm going to combine today's topic with yesterday's one. Do you think exotic armor should move away from super damage, regen, or enhancement and add gameplay elements instead of just buffing a subclass? Yeah, see, this is what this is something that ha- has happened over the years. Over the years, it has started to feel like they create an exotic that almost completes the subclass. It's like, well, so now if I run this subclass, I kind of feel like, well, I, I got to run this. It's almost like you create you create this uh, groove. It's almost like a groove in the subclass, and it crutches on some exotic. It's like, well, for this exotic to truly be at its max power or to truly be, you know, landing as they envisioned it, I have to run this, this exotic. Um, 
And and then what do they end up doing? Well, then they end up nerfing those exotics and people get really irritated because it feels so attached and so linked to their 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 subclass and their super. Um I don't think they're moving away from this though. I think they're just kind of continuing to do it. Um now one thing I will say is the poison gauntlets is is a step in the right direction with with with, with I would consider that like a build synergy and not necessarily a oh it makes a subclass really good. You know? Yeah, like Geomags on Chaos Reach. It 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 just feels kind of necessary, you know? Um So you know the build synergy of the poison gauntlets and the thorn is awesome that's 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 not necessarily you can run that and run any super you want you can run any subclass you want that's just a really fun build synergy with your guns um so yeah i i i don't think they're moving away from this but i think my preference would be to do more of what you're saying gameplay elements instead of just buffing a subclass you know this exotic does this to my gameplay. I don't have to run Dawn Blade or this or that or the other, you know. Um, you know, Orpheus Rigs, Helma Saint 14, Phoenix Protocol. The, the, these are like, you know, these just come with the super. They're almost like an extra attunement for the super instead of being an exotic is kind of what it feels like, which it'd be cool if they could move away from that. Yeah, Shards of Galanor, another example. That's like an attunement. Shards of Galanor is like an aspect fragment or an attunement for, you know, way of a thousand cuts. You know? Techno, with another one. For the light subclasses, why not just port the supers into a selection box like how we pick aspects and stasis? Yeah, somebody suggested this earlier outside of the recording. You know, and I, I don't necessarily think this is a bad implementation but what i prefer aspects and fragments to do is bring things like shatter dive and and some of the things that we're getting on the fragments where you know you get increased shatter explosion radius and damage and shattering enemies gives you you know or freezing enemies gives you a damage buff to your guns those are like tweaks and and capstones as opposed to well i got to use this aspect or this fragment to get well of radiance back or something um, yeah, like Icarus Dash would probably be an aspect, the same way Shatter Dive is an aspect. So it's like, it's like, here's your super, pick your abilities, and then the aspect is like, what are you kind of, uh, what are you feeling here, you know? Do you want to Shatter Dive? Do you want to Dash? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? It's, it's like a, it's like an ability, you know, menu, kind of. Um, and then you go down into your your fragments because you know you get the sliding farther or shatter dive like it, that's where I think they're kind of going. I mean, use that system for choosing a super, not replacing the aspects. Yeah, I mean they could do that. I I think an easier solution would be pop for Dawnblade, hold for Well of Radiance, the way you do with uh, with the Titan and Sentinel versus the Ward of Dawn. Um, that's that to me you know makes makes more structural sense um it's that's just more easy i think to do um and what eugene is saying we don't even know what end stasis looks like yeah i mean the the month before witch queen this conversation could be way different because stasis has totally evolved um you know over the uh over the over the course of the year i mean right here he says 
uh, were going to be, you know, keeping up with the seasons, they're going to eventually add new darkness powers and improve stasis over year four. You know, so so, so year four is that's what it is right like that is year four year four is them improving stasis so stasis has arrived and they're going to be tuning it over year four and we don't know what it's going to look like before witch queen you know they got three seasons to fiddle with it adding aspects and fragments and other options i could see them being like this summer in destiny 2 stasis evolves and you know we we you know all the supers change with the right aspect you know there could be literally a what if the titan instead of slamming and roaming he slams once and it creates a circle wall around you of ice walls and then he can do a second slam that shatters the walls and does crazy damage to anything nearby uh, both inside or outside of it so he can use it defensively in an emergency or offensively for damage right just totally change his super into like a quasi you know, it's almost like Ward of Dawn, but not. It's defensive, but you can slam it and then explodes and it hurts everybody around you. Uh, you see what I'm saying? There could be an aspect that does that. It just completely changes his super. We don't know. I mean, that there could be things like that on the horizon. So uh, you end up with those types of things. Um, I don't know. Hang on. My wife is asking me what I want. Uh, so... Andrew Carrera with the next question. Not really a question, but it seems that people are afraid to lose XYZ because they like it without thinking about how similar it is to other things and everything feeling samey. Second part of the question. I, for one, would be a Solar Hunter subclass based on Golden Gun with aspects and fragments. Frick, Blade Barrage, GG all day. Um, This is a preference thing, though, right? Um, uh, This is a preference thing. Somebody, somebody's gonna read this and be like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I love Blade Barrage. This is where the this is where you get the, that's where the rub is. There are people that, that are gonna read this and think you're insane. They're like, "No way! I love Blade Barrage. I love it. Why would you take that away from me?" You know. Um. So. I don't know. I would I would say I would say that uh, in in general in general they're gonna have to figure out a way to either let them both stay in the game and have their individual identities and you pick them through aspects and fragments or something um, I don't know yeah knife trick is awesome that could stay in the game as a fragment or an aspect and blade barrage as Eugene is saying could go die in a fire it's trash um, I don't know. Breaking news, Bungie Sunsets Virgins. <laughs> yeah, they can virtue signal right along with the purple platform and start banning words like crayon eating or re or virgins and simps. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna virtue themselves into a soft padded room of crazies. Like that's that's the trajectory they're all on. <laughs> Everything is offensive. We can now say nothing. Oh, we've virtued our signal. We've we virtue signaled ourselves into a corner. <laughs> How the turntables. Moped Mike. 
What are your thoughts on sunsetting supers? They could cycle in new ones without season uh, with the season while sunsetting old ones. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. You like their their approach to this can't be you, you, sunsetting. You can't do that. Their approach to this cannot be sunsetting. It has to be, we're evolving the subclasses to make them give you more freedom and opportunity for player agency and player intentionality, not, yeah, we sunset a super! Like, people hate that idea. That You you come out and say, hey guys, how you doing? Little dev diary for you. We're sunsetting Well of Radiance. I mean, light the actual Reddit, you know, Reddit subreddit on fire. Just light it on fire. Like, No. I get where you're coming from, but I don't think you'd ever want to couch it this way. Ever. You would want to say, guys, we're going to be adjusting the light subclasses to allow you the same freedom agency and allow us to do uploads and, and, uh, and, um, you know, we're going to do improvements and evolution over the year for these light subclasses with the aspects and fragment system. Uh, and some of that is going to require some supers to leave or change shape, right? Not the current supers, the future ones. I still am going to strongly disagree with you. You can't say we're sunsetting supers. People won't like that. They're, they're going to be like, I grinded for a god roll exotic that's literally tied to that super and you're sunsetting it? What the frick? You know what I mean? They can just say they're part of the free-to-play model. We can do what we want with them. No, I don't think so. That's the cynic in you, Ashen. I don't think they would ever say that out loud. They've actually never said that. We have said that anyways. We have theorized about the lack of updates for the free-to-play aspects of the game. Bungie's never come out and said that. So that's that's just the cynic in you. I don't think that they would ever come out and say that. I honestly don't even think that's the philosophy. I think it's just literally a triage of priority. We gotta add a bunch of new stuff. Where are we gonna put it? Put it in the paid content. It, it, I don't. I don't think it's. We can do whatever we want with it. It's free to play. Like I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily the the thought process uh, at Bungie. They'll spin it, but that's what will happen. I mean, I, I, it, it, to a certain extent, Ashen, there is an element of what you're saying that is right. They made all the planets and all these things free to play, and then they were like, bye bye. It's gone. Right? Hey. All the light-based supers, subclasses, and attunements are free, and, uh, hmm, so weird. In year five, bye bye gone. Like, you know, they they certainly, I, I think, could take a similar uh, trajectory, you know? Um, Oki401, do you see them going the same direction with exotic guns and armor next? Not sunset them the same way as legendary guns, but sunset the stuff that we don't use instead. Man, sunsetting exotics is such a touchy subject. It really, really is. I, it, I think they're going to inadvertently sunset them with what we're talking about. Right? The, the, I don't think Bungie's ever going to have the right way to frame it or talk about it to come out and be like, how's everybody doing? little press conference here for you. Uh, we will not be taking questions. We have decided to sunset all of the year one and two exotics and then like Dave Chappelle they spill the water and run out of the room like I don't think they're going to do that I, I really don't I, they're, they're, I, I just don't think it would it would number one the exotic pool isn't really big enough to justify it like it's big but it's 
it's big and small at the same time. It's too small to really like, oh yeah, we definitely need to start sunsetting exotics. But it's also too big to do it in a way that wouldn't really, really rub everybody the wrong way. I, I don't know. I'm not against it, and I've made this argument many, many times. I would have rather have had the sleeper sunset instead of nerfed into the ground so that I could take my sleeper into strikes and still enjoy it instead of it having it feel like a piece of garbage compared to other, you know, solar supers. I'm sorry, solar uh, heavies or solar exotics. So, in in that vein, I have defended the idea of sunsetting exotics before. However, right? However, I just don't think it would work. I think you would just make people mad and what's the net benefit? The net benefit to sunsetting, you know, legendaries is it frees up the loot pool. It allows them to add new things that'll eventually drift out of the meta. Like there's some be- there's benefits to that. Sunsetting exotics, I mean, I don't know. For years, they have been sunsetting your exotics. They sunset sleeper right out of your inventory. They sl- sunset touch a mouse right out of your inventory. You didn't even notice that they did it. How many exotics are sitting in the dustbin because they tweaked them or nerfed them outside of how you'd liked using them, and pfft, they just they, they, they're in your vault. They sunset them without sunsetting them. They just hobbled them. Wham! They broke its leg, and it's like, well, we're not sunsetting exotics. Yeah, sure you're not. That's why 80% of them just sit in the dadgum vault, you know? I, so I don't necessarily think they need to. They have a mechanism of shaking up the exotic meta, and it's called nerfing. And they've done it for years, and they'll probably just keep on doing that as opposed to sunsetting. Sunsetting would get would get more fire and fury instead of one or two exotics periodically getting nerfed. Well, why? Well, when you sunset exotics, you're swinging a very, very broad machete. You're just... Whoosh, and then you're making a bunch of people angry. You sunset some exotic heavy, and people are going to be like, oh man, my raid team loved running that. And then the rest of the community is like, I don't care. It still feels pretty good. I run, you know... I barely ever run it or it's not part of my build. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and you have things in in like 1K and Anarchy that like, I just, I don't know. I I just, I can't see them ever doing that. Doesn't that mean Bungie is poor at balancing weapons? To be honest, those weapons shouldn't have been OP in the first place and Bungie just nerfed them into the dirt instead of balancing? That just feels like a platitude. I, that, that, I, Exotics have always been this way. They end up shining, rising to the surface. They're awesome. Everybody uses them. And then, you know, Bungie trims them back and then something else tapes the takes the top of the pyramid spot. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to type that out. I don't think it's easy to do that. If if all exotics are homogenized and basically equal in strength, then would what every time you're going to add one, it's just kind of like a, oh, this is just a machine gun version of the Galahorn. This is just a grenade launcher version of the Sleeper. Like I don't know. I Anarchy is super strong and it's never been nerfed because it was balanced appropriately in the first place. Well, yeah, I just I just don't know if that's all I don't know. Maybe I'm being too generous and maybe they have lacked the ability to like not nerf things as you're saying nerfing them into the dirt. Um you know, it, I think sleeper needs to be re, needs to be, you know, brought back out of out of its stupor. Awake the sleeper. You know what I mean? At 
I don't know. But I also think sometimes, like, just letting something rise to the surface as being awesome is okay. Are they ever going to need to tone back the lament? I don't know. It's good at one thing. It's not good at everything. You know? I, You know? Anarchy's balanced. We have a stand-up gig right now. I don't know. I think Anarchy's pretty balanced. The only reason to effectively use Anarchy is for damage is to have it lean on other weapons, and that takes skill, awareness, and finesse. All you got to do is watch me and Doge run Prophecy Dungeon, and you can see there is a chasm of difference between somebody who has mastered and finessed using an Anarchy and, and, a, and a Sniper and a Mountaintop and me. Like, there's a big difference between somebody who has finessed Anarchy use and somebody who hasn't. I don't know. Yeah, I tend to agree. Whisper is still is still strong, but it's it's, it's a little bit more balanced. I, I don't like what they did to it, but I would probably agree with that. Like, you know, Whisper's in a pretty good spot. Anarchy is stick three shots on them and profit. Anarchy's not hard to use. Is any heavy hard to use? I, I'm saying that, like, finessing maximizing damage with an anarchy is something that isn't some it's not something everybody can do as i said compare my damage to somebody who has really finessed using anarchy for max damage are you really going to try and claim there aren't people who are a lot better at it than 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 the average player or me like maximizing damage with anarchy is something that you're rewarded with as a, as a very very smart and quick-fingered player with good aim you know Anarchy has absurd DPS versus any other heavy except maybe Lament. I don't know. I don't know. I I think they could bring Sleeper back up to compete, you know, for precision damage and then be a really, really good, you know, it it could rival the Whisper uh, in the right scenarios. And then Anarchy Anarchy is good, again, in the right scenarios and used properly. Um, You know, and a lot of the times, if you're really trying to maximize damage, like in the final fight of the current raid, somebody's using Divinity, you know, which means they can't run Anarchy. Um, anarchy on its own isn't amazing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you got to lean on other stuff. It's it's a, it's an undercurrent of damage. Like, you've got to use it in the right way. It's not a burst weapon like the Lament, um, you know? I don't know. Prospector's better at pure DPS. Yeah, I mean, Xenophage is the best at just raw damage if you just want to stand there and just unload. Um, I don't know. Maybe they do need to start bringing some of these exotics up to par, you know? that Maybe that's the, maybe that's the idea. Um, Sleeper wasn't Sunset, it was murdered. Exotics should be tuned, not Sunset. Touch of Malice was murdered too. I don't think Touch of Malice was murdered. Um, uh, Cyberpunk, due to an issue, Trials of Osiris is disabled. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Alright, I gotta move on. I gotta move on. Gilly with the next question. If they do decide to sunset exotics, should they sunset armor pieces and wrap them back into the subclass, like sunset celestial, but then add it back as an aspect? I see this as the best of both worlds. I actually think this is a pretty smart suggestion because I do think a lot of the exotics are basically aspects. As I said earlier, celestial is just kind of like an extra attunement. It's not really an ex- I mean, it is an exotic, but it isn't at the same time. Phoenix Protocol. Eh, it's kind of an aspect, isn't it? It's kind of a fragment. It's what it feels like to me, at least. I, I don't know. 
I think some of the exotics could get reimagined as aspects and fragments because that's essentially all they are. Shatter dive, that's like an exotic. Like that come on. That's like an exotic. It's an exotic pair of boots. And it's an aspect. It's you you can you can literally add a a motion damage output maneuver ability and you do it with an aspect. You do, like I don't know. It's, I don't know. By that logic, all exotics are just aspects? No, not necessarily. Some of the newer ones don't feel that way, especially the one that pairs up with Thorn. Right? I don't know. Orpheus rigs? Uh, Maybe, you know. Hey, look, it's a Frozen Phoenix protocol. Defeating frozen targets with weapons grants you super energy. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's where we're headed. Maybe that's how they do it. Maybe they start to say, um, we're going to start adding this stuff as aspects and fragments, and we're going to start making more exotics that, uh, have in-game benefits and buffs and synergies with weapons. Um, things that synergize with subclasses and subclass abilities will start showing up as aspects and fragments, you know? Ursa Furiosa. Yeah, another good example. Yep. Then you're in the world of building a subclass as opposed to, you know, as opposed to to blowing blowing your 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 exotic slot on what as I said is just like it's just another aspect or a fragment. It's kind of what it feels like. Maybe that's where we're headed, you know? Think about it. They didn't have to add near the amount of exotics because Shatter Dive, for all intents and purposes, is basically an exotic, but they didn't have to add it as an exotic. It's just in your build. It's 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 simplifying building as well as loot delivery. You know? The torch with the next question. A counterpoint to an earlier question. I like when exotics add to a subclass, i.e. shards versus Ophidia, drastically changes the way you play that subclass. Yeah, and in relation to what we just covered, maybe that's where they want to take things. Maybe they want to start shoving things into the aspects and fragments, and then exotics take on a whole new identity, you know? That's a possibility as well. That they're they're trying to shift... They're trying to shift things around, you know, as, as opposed to having exotics feel like, as you're saying, they're an extension of the subclass. Well, that's what aspects are for, you know, wouldn't the reverse argument work? Light subs don't need aspects and fragments because they already exist as exotics. Is that an argument though? Just leave it as it is. Why not homogenize the systems? Gives you more freedom, doesn't it? I don't know. I would trade the aspects and fragments freedom for the attunement system where you like feel almost pigeonholed into, well, I either ruin this exotic or this exotic. Let's see it. Like, I don't know. I think I would take the freedom that aspects and fragments. Also, aspects and fragments has more elasticity. Hey, next season, we've uh, we're spicing it up. We got a new aspect for every subclass. Yeah. That's easier than creating a bunch of exotics, isn't it? And now they just spice up a bunch of new loadouts for you to try. Have whoever's working on the aspects synergize with whoever's working on the the mod systems or the new mods or whatever this. You know how they talked about having you know gameplay novelty on your armor. Have those people working together. 
the way that the exotic armor worked with the thorn, you could do something similar with the aspects working with new armor novelty. And suddenly you're building a whole new loadout because you want to. And now freedom is up. You know, new power, new experiences is up. And it's driven by player choice. You know? Table JFK, going off of Gilly's question, why sunset exotics to begin with? I'm of the opinion that only a few usual power creep suspects like Whisper and Super Regen exotics need to be made into legacy items that are no longer obtainable. Thoughts? Well, no, I think you have your answer in that the fact that there are fragments that literally give you super energy from killing frozen targets and you sacrifice stats for it. Like, you take Skull of the Dire Ahamkara and make it a fragment. You know, make it a fragment and make it make me sacrifice some uh, some stats. That'd be awesome. And then I don't have to freaking wear Skull of the Dire Ahamkara. I can wear something else. You know, I, I, you you say, okay, you're going to lose 20 points of intellect, but for every ad that you kill with your Nova, you're going to get chunks of your super back. Well, sign me the frick up for that. Now I don't have to run Skull and feel like I've been nerfed. Like, and then I'm going to run something like Nezerak Sin or the other weird looking one where you get energy from, from uh, you know, uh, super energy, what is it? Ability from energy kills energy weapon kills, you know? And then I'm creating an ability, super utility, uptime build, sending around aspects and fragments instead of, well, pick Nova, and then don't pick Skull, because it's been too nerfed. You're probably going to want to run Nezerax. Skull of the Dire Ahamkar is an aspect, negative 100 intellect. Yes, make it really pricey. Make it like 30 or 40 or 50 or something. Murder my intellect. But I, if I use it properly, I actually can start kind of rolling into the next super with a decent chunk. And then I use a different exotic or a different build or a weapon with Wellspring or a weapon with Thresh to make up the, the uptime. Yeah, negative 52 intellect. That's what I would do. And we would call it, um, you know, the aspect of Greg or something. Or Greg's left butt cheek. Something like that. You know, I'm just throwing out ideas here. That would that would be, I think, a way to now I'm building into that. Oh, I can have good super uptime if I build into it and I make the right combat decisions. I can have good super uptime. Instead of the mindlessness of skull pre-nerf. It was mindless. Throw your Nova. I got my Nova back. Throw your Nova. I got my Nova back. Like, it was absurd. I was using it in Gambit Prime, laughing and telling chat, they will nerf this. This is broken. This is absolutely absurd. (laughs) It's absurd. You know? So, I I loved it. It was really fun. There's literally no way it was going to stay the way that it was. I would go up to a section in Gambit Prime, kill four or five ads in a major, and have my super back. And I'm like, I'm not even using my freaking weapons. <laughs> oh no, there's an envoy dead super back. Oh, another envoy dead super back. It was absurd. <laughs> it was so silly. But if I spec'd into that, boom, 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 using a weapon with Thresh. Uh, it's an energy weapon with Thresh. It's stacking with my helmet that gives me energy, uh, you know, ability energy from energy weapon kills. Oh, boom, I'm running this aspect that murders my intellect, but if I get a lot of kills with my super, I get super energy back. Now I'm making combat decisions, loadout decisions, and my benefit is I've sacrificed all of this for really good super uptime. 
And if I don't play in that right way or I don't use it properly, I don't get the benefit. That's that's the road that we're on, I think. That's the road I think we should be on as opposed to what we've been doing. Cade 6 your question wasn't accepted. You have to be a paying member to submit questions to this spreadsheet, but I don't I don't ignore non-paying members in the chat. Like if you're if you're here and you're hanging out, I'll I'll read what you're writing here. We went to Europa to learn stasis. Will we go to the moon and back for the dreadnought for the corruption or poison for the said blight? Do we need to play more gambit? Um there was an interview with Luke Smith or a VidDoc where he said Vidoc, sorry, where he said every expansion we will go to a new never before seen destination I believe those new never before seen destinations are the origins of both the poison or corruption subclass and the blighted subclass or the taken subclass I believe we're getting a poison corruption green subclass and a blighted taken subclass that'll be like black that's what I think we're doing and I think the never before seen destinations where we get it I think witch queen is when we get poison I think lightfall is when we get blight witch queen is when we get corruption uh, lightfall is when we get the taken ability that's what I think I think Eris is going to teach us poison and I think the, the, the drifter is going to teach us taken or blight that, that, whatever you want to call them drifter is going to teach us how to wield the power of the taken which is what the wither horde does and Eris is going to teach us how to use poison, which is what uh, the thorn in your grasps do, your gauntlets do. That's what we do. The only reason I, I, I don't let you submit questions to this form, unless you're a paying member, only reason I do that is this is literally an Excel spreadsheet that Nightbot feeds into. So, um, I heard Old Chicago for Witch Queen. Could be cool. Could be cool. We've never been there before, and look... It, the, the hive are doing something on uh, on the cosmodrome. Shawhan was investigating it. That's we we interrupt we we like we meet up with him. He's investigating it. That's what the that's what the 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 updated uh, strike is about. With the, that was was originally Omnigol. So they could be doing something. The hive could be doing something on the Earth. We go there. We find some big big deep chasm destination that's been you know hollowed out on the Earth in old Chicago, and then we get you know we learn poison. You know? Savathun takes, though. Aramis uses stasis. Yeah, I get what you're saying, so maybe I've got it backwards. Maybe we learn the taken blighted power during Savathun. You're right. That's actually pretty logical. Savathun is going to wield a taken power, but isn't... I don't know. I also think she's trying to do corruption. She's trying to corrupt... Yeah. It could go one of two ways. You're right. That does fit. We could learn Blight or Taken, since that's basically what Savathun might be wielding. But I know, like, the Hive and all of the stuff she's trying to do, it could be more along the lines of, she doesn't want to follow in her brother's footsteps, she wants to use Corruption instead. Um, Savathun's also a Hive Wizard and uses Corruption. Yeah, she could be more all about Corruption, because that's more in line with her being a Deceiver and, and all about lies like Zivu Arath is corruption corrupting themselves an army through the Wrathborn hunts Zivu Arath corrupting a hive arm I'm, I'm sorry corrupting an army with the Wrathborn hunts that leads to Witch Queen so the Witch Queen could be building an, a, a basically a corrupted army instead of a Taken army and the Taken stuff could be a completely separate timeline that she doesn't want to follow in the footsteps of Oryx. She wants to build herself a corrupted army, and that's what Zivu Arath is doing for her. And then the Taken stuff lands when Lightfall, and that's something that the Drifter figured out. 
he tapped into something and figured something out with blight or taken power through all of his gambit research and that could be that he teaches us that ability we learn that ability at another destination so they did say that the seasonal story with with crow and with osiris and the wrathborn hunts and zivu wrath they said that's ultimately leading to witch queen and it's called as you yeah as you're just now noticing it's the witch queen instead of the taken queen if she's a witch queen she might be more all about corruption and corrupting an army as opposed to being the taken queen which that could be i actually oryx could be being resurrected according to some of the lore i could see oryx coming back in lightfall let big daddy come back let him come back he is so good he is such a good villain let daddy come back dude Lightfall, Oryx is like, you think you understand what's happened? No, he gets resurrected. The Hive's looking into ways to do it. This man comes back as the Taken King, right? Uh, I mean, that'd be awesome. And then we got to learn the Ascendant power, the Taken power, the Blighted power to fight him, to stop him. Fight fire with fire. The way that we fought, you know, Aramis with Stasis. Woo, that'd be so freaking good. <laughs> that'd be so good. Anyway, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up. Listen, usually when I end Q&A, a lot of folks leave for the day. We actually continue doing segments. We have a call-in segment that sometimes happens after this, so stick around for that. If you're going to leave for the day, that's totally fine. This is usually a time where a lot of folks part ways. Hit subscribe and like on your way out. It helps me out. It's totally free. It's totally free to hit like and subscribe. Or stick around, keep on chatting with us. Maybe click the join button. Get some emotes and a badge and join Q&A next time all you gotta do is pick the tier one five dollar join membership if you're listening to this elsewhere you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watch another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the vip call-ins that follow my talk about the light subclasses update interview that luke smith did with polygon if you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms under sntr presents you can always find me live monday through friday streaming with a live audience on youtube sntrlive.com you should also probably bookmark sntrnetwork.com that houses all of my content and new features are coming in january of next year light leaps calling in first and he wants to call in about loot hierarchy so what do you what do you want to talk about today sir hello no oh gosh <laughs> Dude, I, did, I did it better than greg yeah. and greg is still not muted what see while i'm doing the call and that's unacceptable i refuse to continue speaking you weren't <laughs> muted either i muted you whenever you call uh, in you get temporarily unmuted okay 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 gosh, all right i accept a, such a baby <laughs> all right listen um so don't you think that sunsetting has ruined uh loot hierarchy a little bit i know we didn't have i mean we had one before with pinnacles a little bit we always complained about raid weapons and that was supposed to come back i feel like if they what they are missing completely and that's why i always was speaking about the world loot pool is there was no difference about in the weapons we're going to you know what um that's why i was asking today why i don't have any motivation there's no clear path to me what what i should focus on because honestly the raid weapons yes they have unique perks but they don't really seem that interesting or groundbreaking and 
Yeah, the most of the stuff that I'm grinding for right now is, seems to just be not sunset, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm not sure. Yeah, your mic seems kind of gainy. I don't know if you've changed any settings. Oh. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I had to turn him down. I put him down to like about a 90. Uh, so sorry for those listening to the recording or watching live. I'm not sure what happened. His mic's usually really, really oh, good sounding. Sorry. But you just got quiet. Did you mess with something in the game? In the in the game? No, I was I was literally leaning over the microphone. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. Yeah, it was like it was distorting. Okay. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. I have a planned video on this, but I didn't want to like, <clears throat> I didn't want to drive home the negativity about the raid because it. I was kind of being hard on aspects of it. I wanted to praise it because I felt like it did a good job. I kind of want to treat Bungie's content like a like an employee. You know, you start with the positives and then bring the negatives later. But I am I'm not exactly satisfied with the raid loot quality. Um, I I don't feel like they went far enough. Now I said that in my review, but I didn't really, I didn't really go into it that much. I mean, the, the God rolls of the weapons that we're getting are still, it, it's, it's still reload and damage perks. Like we're still doing the same thing. And is my, you know, is my 180 hand cannon that much better than a dire with overload and swash? No, I don't think so. They, they don't feel that different as far as efficiency and power goes. So I expected them to go a little bit further given the, the justification they gave us for sunsetting. Um, I don't know. It's The others are just as good, just not necessarily best in slot. Best in slot to me isn't good enough. I've always said it needs to be unique and close to or best in slot genesis chain is a good exa- good example it was an elemental perk that was specific to the genesis chain focus firefly so to me that's the route they should have taken maybe there were some elemental stasis things that were unique to the raid weapons that would have made them stand out there's no legendary stasis weapons maybe they only procced periodically um you know, the LMG is the best LMG they've ever made. Slugshotty is the best one they've ever made. The hand cannon has really good endgame potential with new perks. Yeah, none of that matters to me. It's not unique. We've, we've, we've had best-in-slot weapons before. Like, giving me a really strong legendary hand cannon or a shotgun, I don't care about that. I've had an Icolos. I've had a Dire. I, I've, I've, had a, I've had a Midnight Coup. I, I want something unique. That, that, was, that was the point. And listen... Wheezy will back me on this. Wheezy used to tell me you can't make every raid weapon best in slot. And I was always like, that's true. It can be close to best in slot. As long as it's unique, that's mainly what I'm looking for. You know? I, yeah, I don't know. Really I just, I, it, it, They don't feel unique. They just feel like really good weapons that look cool. And I, again, I applaud that. It's good that they finally are worth chasing because they weren't up to now. Um, but I want them to be unique. I, they don't feel unique. They just feel like good weapons, and, and that's a step, but not a, not a, not a big enough step. Yeah, I agree. I think I feel like, and also the problem arises with the weapons that we go for, because I think any loot pursuit in a game should be a little bit meaningful, right? And I feel that also the weapons on Europa they lack anything exciting besides not being sunset, right? And that's why I was always banging the drum on a world loot pool because if they would just have a basic I think what they should do I don't know what you think about this is to get all of these basic foundry weapons and weapons that you find in the world and always and rehash them every time you know when 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 some are sunset 
and this is just your basic loot pool that's always there and give it like a set perks and then put interesting perks into the weapons you go for because right now it just feels like a, a, a pointless treadmill a little bit it doesn't feel uh, even i don't know it, it just doesn't feel interesting and i, I feel like that's that, that's the issue with the with the whole thing right now, right? Today, I th think you misunderstood me a little bit, you know? Um, I didn't mean with, uh, with the question that, you know, you should play the game more. I think if you would, if you would, you would realize, you know what, this is actually quickly done. You would run the Lost Sector until you got one of each exotic because you realize, you know, whether it's 60 or 50, 65 doesn't really matter. And I feel that's the issue with the whole game right now. There's not, like, it looks... Everything looks good, but there's not really a point behind it, right? Didn't you feel the same way, though, in Shadowkeep? I feel like you're at the front of the wave. I feel like I have talked about this. Like, even if I was playing more and I was at the front of the wave, I do feel like around the four-week mark, we always hit this point where those who ride the front of the wave land in the shallow waters and are like, there's nothing for me to do. And the rest of the community's like, I'm not there yet, you know? I... I, I think that was kind of my point is like I could be grinding for God roll exotics or God roll Europa weapons or um, even even God roll raid weapons. I, I could be doing that and I'm not. And those that beat me to that point, you've exhausted those pursuits. I I don't necessarily know. I didn't the, play that the, much. Hmm? Honestly, you can't like I, I didn't play. I barely played in the last two three weeks. I did the raid each week and then I thought like okay, you know what? I'm getting pinnacle fast enough. And then played Iron Banner. Uh, and I uh, actually, what I really enjoyed is the change in 120s and the steady hand, grinding for a steady hand. That's like the only thing I enjoy because they really feel, it, feel really different in Crucible and really exciting. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I really didn't, ex I didn't, I don't even have all the exotics. I went for Bacris and I'm happy I have one because the Lost Sectors, honestly, it doesn't feel like a big evolution of the gameplay. I don't know, like for an expansion. I feel, I feel like there is not, I don't know, you know, it, it's, it feels, I know people will come back at it, well, you're exhausted, maybe I played too much Destiny in the past, but it just feels more of the same, but not in a good way, you know? I never mm -hmm. enjoyed really the harder Nightfalls, and so the Lost Sectors just seem, now I can't even talk with friends, I have to run it by myself mm -hmm. and deal with champions by myself. It doesn't, mm -hmm. uh, but maybe that's a personal thing, so that's why I'm trying to get your feel for it. Yeah, I mean, I do think they over... I don't even know why they did this. They really, really overcorrected might not be the right term, but it's like we had this issue of everybody running solo lost sectors for bounties in year three, and your solution was nothing really. They just chopped the XP payout on, on bounties to, I guess, make us focus on them less. I, I, I don't understand that move. And then they're like... Wrathborn hunts are generally kind of created to be run solo unless everybody's going for the identical weapons, right? And then right. and then the the legendary lost sector grind is literally meant to be done solo. It's, 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 I don't necessarily know if that's based off of player habits, but the, are the player habits really slanted because of what they did in year three? Like, look, everybody's playing by themselves. Well, yeah, because that was the most effective way to level up the artifact in your season pass with bounties, and I don't know. So I can understand, like, someone like you saying, 
well right now it'd be great if I could just kind of mindlessly hang out with my buddies and grind for god rolls in these lost sectors because funny thing enough weren't you one of the people that did that with me in the nightfalls when I was trying to get a worm husk I think weren't you one of the people that play with me every day yeah yeah we did we did a lot of legend legend nightfall runs yeah Right, you're just linking arm in arm, doing a mindless grind, and and you weren't necessarily talking on the mic, but you were, you know, I was talking to the stream, and you would periodically type in chat, and people would periodically, like, we're all having a back and forth, and I guess they they maybe closed off that that section of the game. Like, I would love the um well, the they lost didn't sectors. It. Mm-hmm. It's still the same. You still grind for ascendant shards, right? I think that's my point. It's not that I played it too much because I I played a lot more of stuff that wouldn't. I, I don't know. I I, I would if there was a weapon behind. I mean, they're they're coming back with weapons. So I said that, but I th- I feel like grinding the nightfall specifically for 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 armor. There's no there's no pursuit where the the, the power of the weapon really matters. I feel. Well, yeah, I mean. I- this is where this is where if they would have I don't know if they would have staggered it and like the raid had a hard mode, I mean and maybe the challenges could be tied to stuff that would be more unique adept weapons or ornaments or you know things like that you could be chasing that legendary lost sectors uh, that you know being able to use those lost sectors to get those exotics if you could do that with a team you know I don't I don't know what they would need to do. But that's that I think is a fair piece of feedback. Now I know people are gonna be like, "Well, Lono just wants carried." Well, yes, as a streamer, I have a particular proclivity to talking to chat and letting two other players sort of, you know, help carry the load through when I was doing the nightfalls, or in this case, a legendary lost sector. Sure, but I'm not the only one who likes to roll content over and over with my buddies. Like that's a common thing. So don't dismiss my feedback because I, I like to talk to chat and cruise control. Like. There are people who would just sit in those lost sectors for a bunch of time being like, you know, I could get a better role on my Bacchus. I could get a better role on these gauntlets and, and just talk with, you know, and hang. Like, I remember my friends and I doing that in Destiny. Like, we would just run around public space or and open up the chest because we thought they were cool. We would literally sit at the, at the loot cave and just hang out and talk. Like, there's an element of the yeah. game that I wonder if they're unintentionally killing it because it is so... It, it feels so solo focused and I, again I don't know what they're yeah. basing that off of well but that's what I'm saying I, I, so maybe I wasn't clear I mean I don't I don't care about the trolls to say like you had carried what I mean is that your experience is very like you can play destiny easily you don't notice when content doesn't have a point or is mind numbing because you can talk to chat all the time you know you have this you have this feeling of like you're doing something with your buddies and it's just uh you're doing it and maybe there's a point but you talk to chat it's fun right but i think once that is gone you realize wait i have to immerse myself where am i supposed to go what am i supposed to do you know it feels suddenly really unclear in my Mm -hmm. opinion because there is no there's no like real incentive and i know greg greg said well wait what did he say he said ray perks what can you do without going too far? I mean, that's not my question to answer because Bungie said themselves, or Raidley said, right, they want to introduce sunsetting to produce more recluses. And I don't really see... I don't I don't even want a new recluse, but I don't even see anything that's even exciting to go for in the raid, right? So coming... So after all this time, like, when they explained why they're doing sunsetting, and now the weapons are just planned, and now... You know, people are saying, oh, well, what do you expect? I mean, I expect what they told me, 
that mm -hmm. at least if they sunset, the weapons would have some new standard of excitement, which I fail to see completely. I, you know, Donuts asking a question and, and Eugene saying there's been a lot of feedback, you know, for more solo content. This is where I, I call this the, the, the classic bungee pendulum swing. Don't do things for solo players at the loss of people who don't like playing solo. Offer both. Like, little girl taco commercial. Why not both? Like, come on. You didn't, you didn't need to make Wrathborn hunts weird if you're playing with teammates where you don't even get your drop like legendary lost sectors they don't need to be built for solo solo should be an option like that's the thing it's like the firewall option that they give for haunted forest like it's okay to offer the option but don't do it and then chop off yeah you don't want to run this with other people it's more effective to run by yourself it's just i don't know this is the problem when you're chasing a feeling rather than an experience. You would need to outline that more for me, Kelly Green. I, I don't know. There are both those solo people can't raid. Yeah, but it's come on. It's been like that for a while. Like it, it, raids are built for a team. You're always going to have content that's built for a team. But to say we added a bunch of exotics and a way to pursue them, and it's built for solo. What? We built Wrathborn hunts, and if you're playing with other players and you're not both chasing the same item, you're you are literally wasting your time. Like, I don't know. I I mean I don't understand. Do you go do these people that, that want solo content? Do you go into World of Warcraft and demand rants be raids be soloable? I don't understand also, where this <laughs> expectation comes from. This expectation that the hard end game content should be soloable was never set by Bungie. Never. Right. right, and and here's the thing. The game has never been... It's it's always been a game to play with other people. They their, One of their taglines was literally Destiny is better together. Like, <laughs> I, I understand. Hear, hear me on this. If your player base has trends within their behavior that line up with demands, then yes, meet those demands. But I feel they've co totally overcorrected here. You don't need to make so much of the content for solo players give them an option as a solo player do you see the difference instead of building it for a solo player here's a good example dungeons are built from the very beginning with solo flawless in mind it's not built for solo it's built with that as an option and that's what they should have done with the lost sectors that's what they should have done with wrathborn hunts that yeah it's great if you're solo it's also great if you're with a team you know I, I don't know. Acting like two activities geared towards solo is a shift in philosophy. When it's an expansion? And yes! yeah, Yes, I'll act like that! It's a $50 expansion, and half of the content loop is better if you're by yourself. The only things built for a team right now is... Um, is honestly the raid. Empire Hunts is the same deal. If you're going to front load your Empire Hunt for gear pursuit, you have to pick the same one as me. That's backwards. Like, the rest of the content is teams? No. The rest, 99% of the content's match made. Unless you're talking about Master Grandmaster or the raid, everything else is match made and you don't need a team which allows a solo player to play. Solo player can play the two lowest difficulties of a Nightfall, Strike Playlist, and even Empire Hunts. Boom, it match makes you. None of that content is is built for a team. 
do you see they can play as a solo or I can go in with the team that's where we're getting things backwards here if you want to solo strikes empire hunts and the two lowest levels of a nightfall you can it just lets you go in if I want to do legendary lost sectors wrathborn hunts or empire hunts with my team it's totally truncated and awkward it's it's not it's not built for me to play with my buddies Unless we're both going to go for the same fusion rifle or both going to go for the same Wrathborn weapon, we can't play together. It's ineffective. It's it's the same dumb problem that lost that that lost sector bounty farming went that, that arose from. It's it, if I'm trying to do bounties, it's worse with a team. If you want to do Wrathborn hunts, worse with a team. Legendary lost sectors can't do it with a team. If you want the exotics, Empire hunts can't grind for the gun that you want if you're with a team. It's stupid. You don't stop defending it. It's you having the option to play by yourself. I'm all for that. I want the solo player to have the option to play by themselves and to get things done with the exception of upper echelon content like Grandmaster Nightfalls and Raids. But however, that does not mean that you you, you slam down the door on base level content and it's all backwards and wrong if I'm with a team from bounties to Wrathborn hunts to legendary lost sectors to empire hunts. It's all worse if you're with a team, it's all backwards and less effective. That doesn't make any sense in a game built around playing with other people. Sorry. Yeah. You want to you add in here? I've ranted. <laughs> no, that's so good. I think I think that's true. I, I I think that the expansion forcing us to do a lost sector by yourself, and that's the only way. It's not even that you can un- have to unlock it that way, right? The the helmet still is not an irregular exotic loot pool, so I cannot. And that's something I cannot figure out. Why not give us the option to grind Nightfalls for the helmet and then include the new exotics in the loot pool once you unlocked it, right? And let us grant Nightfalls for all exotics like we used to, right? Why why remove the option? No, if I want one of the new exotic helmets and I want to grind for him, I have to do it by myself. Right. So, yeah. I, I don't know. To me... And yeah, Creature is saying, well, is asking us if this is like them looking at the metrics and seeing everyone spends 80% of their time in game alone in a lost sector. I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've been thinking for a while and I that this game has been changing, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. part part of the players will be unhappy, like myself, right? And because we're going more into to, towards the player that, you know, comes in from Game Pass and plays a bit and goes offline. Right. And sees progression in every aspect of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's by, that's my frustration, right? But yeah. Yeah. And that's something to consider. They may have they may have they may have crafted a lot of this for solo players because they anticipated an an influx of players who would inevitably play by themselves because they're new. Yeah. Um so Yeah. It, yeah. The, yeah. It's unfortunate because they're it's like I understand what they're doing I just always feel like you didn't have to be this rigid like they didn't have to make legendary lost sectors only drop the exotics for solo they didn't have to do that why 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 not make it a higher drop rate if you're by yourself because it's more challenging that's a fair trade right we're going to beat it faster as a team you're going to beat it slower solo so it evens out it evens out you get a higher drop rate like that's just logical and sensible that feels like an update that needs to be put into the game you know like I don't know. It, it, the 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 I I almost mean to want to do a video about this. It's the solo problem, right? It's it, it, too much of the game is being catered to the solo. And if they base it off of year three metrics, then that is the most biased data sampling in the history of data sampling. Year three 
was all about solo play because of how they designed the bounties and we complained about that so I I don't know I uh, I hope they could tweak some of this stuff because especially when you're like light leap if you're gonna run the ride the front edge of the wave and you're like well I like running with my teammates but so many of these pieces of content are less effective or not designed for me to play with my buddies so my him being him feeling either disenfranchised or burned out it hits faster there's not that backstop like we did in the nightfalls the one time it was like oh this is a great nightfall let's go try to get some good stats on exotics and it was just something to do in the game with your buddies and that was like the it was that was near the end of a season i think that was like there was two or three weeks left in the season and we were doing that like every day it was just it was something to do you know right well it also was a new model in that year right the nightfall the nightfall grind a little bit for exotics yeah. Yeah, we finally had a way to pursue exotic armor, and it, it, it was a way to, you know, you knew you were going to just get armor uh, instead of getting, like, random weapons and stuff, because it was a way to go for yeah. the high stats, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll see what they do, but but, but I hope they... I, I, I'm, I know we talked about that already, but for ex- I, I, I'm waiting for this part where what, what you were also waiting for, right, Reed, where uh, aspirational content was mentioned by Luke Smith, and I, I just fail to see that right now a little bit. Like, to me, there is... None of that in game, and even trials adept weapons coming. A friend of mine made a really good point. They come for an outdated sandbox, right? So, right. for example, the problem they created with sunsetting, the only real viable energy hand cannon that's that is is sunshot, which isn't even that great compared to other options right now. And I don't see it being run. And then all other weapons are basically. Um, for an outdated sandbox, 600 auto RPM, 600 RPM autos aren't that great anymore. There's no hand cannon. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of feels like they're lagging behind a little bit in the aspirational department. <laughs> well, and and to be fair, I think these adept weapons are more experimental than they are innovative. I think they're doing this as an experiment for season 13. Um, they want to see if anything weird comes from it. You know, yeah, that's my theory on why they're doing it now. At this point, it's like, why even freaking do it? Like, it's like, just wait until next season and they can be all new weapons. But I think they're doing it as an experiment. Yeah. All right, that's it from me. I don't want to hold up Greg any longer. Okay. Although I know he doesn't have anything substantive to say, but you know, <laughs> keeps paying, so you have to let him call in. I guess. All right. <laughs> thanks, dude. Right, thanks. Bye, bye. Oh man, You're Greg! Slapping me down yeah, he's, like this, he's getting some shade Excuse on me? you. Yeah, it says here you want to call in about subclass changes, thoughts plus stasis moving forward. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? I did, well, he started to talk about something which I like. I wanted to. I'll, I'll touch briefly on like what I was thinking about, like the raid perks and stuff too, because I think it was like Orion and I had a really lengthy discussion about perk design because I was kind of complaining too. Like I, the perks are kind of cool, but you know, there's not. There's not really a whole lot going on and he kind of brought up the point which i i initially really disagreed with but then the more i thought about it the more it's kind of right i mean the the base like perk design that we've had for every single perk no matter how you break it down is basically damage reload or making your gun feel better and i mean like how much can you do with that right mm-hmm. i mean without going into the absurd territory or making the weapons essentially fragment territory or aspect territory where they're altering your 
your powers or giving you benefits that you would use, you know, usually slot in mods for. I mean, what can you, you can't really do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you had raid specific stuff, it's more than, well, that, that becomes a conversation about raid design because that wouldn't be very useful right now. And it would still be either a damage reload or whatever perk. Um, and then the other thing too was the, was the difficulty thing in the solo stuff. I mean, I kind of, I agree that it's it's absurd that people expect everything to be soloable and then Bungie are kind of going for it. But at the same time, I also kind of blame them because a lot of, I mean, it is kind of niche, but a, at the same time, it doesn't feel like it is where a lot of the community finds the game extremely easy. And I think part of that is that the power fantasy of being able to solo content makes people feel good. And when you have stuff like they don't they don't make the content properly or they deliver broken content like the raid where you know you're missing seven walls per encounter and people can just out of bounds and solo content like out of nowhere like error and esoteric and stuff and they make it look easy it, it, it kind of creates this facade and this idea in people's minds that oh i should be able to do this and then they get frustrated that they can and they're saying oh why is this why is this content not solo friendly blah 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 you know what i mean um but yeah my thoughts on this on the light subclass things is like people i I feel like people kind of jump the gun on their opinions with it and i think that they they need to not be so close-minded about the light subclasses opening up into a into a stasis type thing Mm -hmm. because honestly i mean are people genuinely happy with like the state of them right now and the fact that most of them haven't changed for three years right the other the newer ones haven't changed for two years and okay like granted i'll give like darksider was saying yeah in its current state stasis only has a set number of options right and you know unless you're a warlock you're pretty much stuck with what you got warlocks i think have uh two fragments extra that they can slot in um or swap between but the thing is, unlike the light subclasses, what we have right now isn't all we're going to get. Like, that's the biggest thing for me is, OK, we have a single set of like stuff, but we're going to be getting fragments over the years. We're going to be getting aspects over the years. It's not going to be a, you know, static subclass. And we're also going to get new subclasses. I mean, I feel part of it. I don't know why they introduced Chaos Reach and Nova Warp and, um, you know, I don't even know what the Hunter one was that they brought in. Arc Strider? Is it there was the Middle Tree or something? I, I can't remember what the Hunter one was. But I feel like those were the, added in. It was in. the spinning thing you could do. Oh, the Blade Barrage. Right? It was the they solar. All, and the, they yeah, all and the got it. The, Blade Barrage was solar. The the spinning baton was yeah, the arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Void was the 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 blade. It's like a blade dancer version with Void. Yeah, the spectral blades. Yeah, spectral. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like those are kind of brought in because Activision said, or maybe Bungie said at the time too, because the game was dying. I mean, it was, it was probably Bungie's decision too. Like, we need to spice this up because we need to fix it. But but you know, with what Luke Smith said in his interview or you know what was reported he said i'd be interested to see if there's another source on it and with how they seem to view the classes right i mean you have titans generally portrayed as protectors with the sunbreakers and the vanguard with the with you know saint um and uh, zavala as bubble titans 
you have warlocks as these powerful offensive magic users i mean the excerpt with osiris coming in with his dual dawn blades and his nova bomb and ikora who uses who we know is a nova bomb user and then hunters as these like more precise killers with the, with kate six and his golden gun and i'm sure there are other hunters that don't know off the top of my head it feels like bungie have a solid idea of how they see the subclasses and how they see the classes themselves and what their roles are and I think it makes sense for them to, you know, want to unify them into a singular identity and make them more unique by building out those subclasses rather than just having these like, you know, two completely different use cases that kind of confuse yep. what they're supposed to be for. I mean, for me, it would be much better if you like people, you know, that that chart that the what was the infographic or whatever that somebody was showing where you have like all those different choices and stuff. I'm sorry, but you're basically asking for a stasis build at that point, because that's almost exactly what it is. I mean, you're saying like, okay, you have a singular super that you build around and you use the aspect and fragments to change it. I mean, that's what you're asking for. It's the same thing. Like, it would be, to me, much more interesting to have like a Dawnblade class. Okay, if you want healing, all right, well, guess what? Give me an aspect that allows my Dawnblade to, to, you know, if I want to heal somebody, I can slap on an aspect that I can fly around in my Dawnblade and hit my teammates with the Dawnblade and that will heal them. Like some, something like that seems more interesting than going, oh, you know what? I'm just going to slap down a well in the center. Like yeah. there's no, there's no like connection there between what it's supposed to be and what it's portrayed as, you know, I, I just... I don't know. I don't feel like there's any flexibility in the class and I don't feel like there's any, it's just very stale. Yeah. Um, you said a lot, so I'm not trying to remember all of it. So the raid gear thing, <laughs> you know, even something as simple as like a version of dragonfly that like exploded icicles or something would have been cool. I mean, it, it, that would have been unique. You could only get it there. It would still be best in class. It's, I mean, that's still damage based, but it's, it's unique. A, yes. It's, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. That's fair. But, you know, yeah, Focus Firefly was damage-based, but it was unique, and over overloading my mag to twice its mag size is... I don't know, it's hard to get excited about that. That, that doesn't feel that unique. It doesn't feel like it's doing something kind of like out in, in combat. Mm-hmm. Um, to what you're saying about people being closed-minded about the subclasses, I just... No matter what you do in a game like this, people get attached to their builds and get attached to their stuff, and oh, it's absolutely. always going to be painful. Planets disappearing, people hated the idea, and they did it anyway. Sunsetting, people hated the idea, and they did it anyway. Getting rid of supers or folding the light subclasses into the aspects and fragment system so maybe you lose some of the things you like to do or like to build or like to like to execute on. That They're going to do it anyway, right? They're taking this game on a journey. Um, and I can't remember the, oh. the, the middle thing that you talked about. Was it something with solo content? Oh, I was just saying with the solo content, like I think part part of that is Bungie's fault and part of that is because... You know the game the game was never built and has never been a super difficult game you know people oh you know yes. people who are like high skill and mainstream like esoteric and error like make yeah. the game look very easy and they make very difficult content look very easy and like some some people they like they look at that and they go oh well why can't i do that why is this not solo friendly enough you know or you know they like things like the raid they where they don't they don't i mean i'm sorry bungie it's a great raid but you honestly like you haven't fixed half the stuff in it people can still out of bounds they speed run it they one man it like it's it's partially their fault too yeah i remember what i was going to say now there's two things i want to say here so to the people that say the game is too easy right i remember in the in the show lost 
you know, Jack asked John Locke, you know, why is it so, you know, easy? And he's like, it's never been easy. I want to have a similar but different reaction to people who are like, oh, this is so easy now. The raid's easy. The raid's easy. I'm like, the game has always been easy. It always has been easy mm-hmm. for the adept players, for the polished teams, for the practice players. It's, it's always been this way. Vogue, you know, Vogue, Crota, King's Fall, Wrath, all of them became easy with practice. Like, people always do this. Oh, somebody already soloed it? This game's a joke. Oh, somebody already two-manned it, low-manned it? This game's a joke. This game's too easy. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, they watch some YouTube video, and they actually, like, it's like through osmosis of watching a video, they come to the conclusion the content's too easy. It's like, no, it's always been this way. <laughs> you're always going to have upper echelon yeah. players that make the content look like a joke, or practice teams that can run through a raid in 45 minutes, and then a struggle bus Sherpa team takes two hours. Like, it's always been that way. We're not in some new era where the game is way easier than it used to be. Um, and so, and, and with the solo content, the chat's having a discussion, and so are we. The, the, my best summary statement on this solo routes to certain gear and content is fine solo routes should not block off team routes like Agreed. i should be able to go run these legendary lost sectors with the team like i just i should be able to you know I, you shouldn't be blocking one for the other now people are like well, what about raids listen there are certain <sighs> types of content in this game that will always require a team i don't think that that's wrong what i think is wrong is telling a player oh you want to do this you must play by yourself what that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's different than saying this is a team activity you're going to need a team that, that's different than saying oh you're with a team sorry don't play with them like I don't know I feel like those are two completely different statements one is completely antithetical to the game's identity and the other is a ground level design decision that games always make right like must I mean, play with the team I, I is common in these games and it's and it's and it's only trials and it's only raids and now grandmasters and masters They're, they even mm-hmm. gave you matchmaking in nightfalls and you know what's funny is that people get like genuinely angry about it like there are things like <laughs> i don't i don't get it i really don't get it like if it if it's if it's not soloable then it is a genuine offense to some people Right. Or, you know, it, and it's the same way the other way around. I mean, but at the same time, like, I completely agree with you. I, I find it very frustrating that you can't team team run, like, run a team through, like, a 1080 Lost Sector. And I'm assuming they're probably going to add a GM version at some point. Right. And and get, like, the loot. I mean... Hang on. Because Kelly Green's saying that's a double standard. It's not a double standard in a game that is built around multiplayer. It's not. Having having content that is not. only built for a solo player. It's one thing when it's a quest or a mission or something, and I have to go into this quest or mission by myself. Okay, fine. Ritualistic weekly rotating content that I must play on my own has no place in this game. It doesn't. It's antithetical to the game's mm-hmm. design. It's a multiplayer game. It doesn't... I don't know. It, 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 it's 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 again. That's it's one of those ideas. The hunt so frustrating, right? Because you have to pick the same exact item as me, or we can't play together, or we're wasting each other's time. Like, yeah. again, the solution for the lost sectors is really really simple. If you're playing by yourself, the drop rate's higher. If you're playing with the team, the drop rate's lower. That's fair. You're by yourself. It's going to take yep. longer, so the drop rate should be higher. I'm with the team. It's going to go faster. The drop rate should be lower. Like, I, I don't know. I mean. I wonder if, though, again, this is partially Bungie's fault, right? Because if you look at the solution right now to getting the um, 
what's it called like the dawning essence or whatever it's literally taking 48 seconds to run through a 1050 or a 1080 lost sector at, at uh you know legendary lost sector and i can kind of see why they said look if you're doing it as a team we're not going to give you anything because if it's if it takes that little time sure even if the drop rate is like 10 percent or lower I, I mean that's kind of an absurd time to run through it but that's that's not our pro- that's not our problem and that's not our fault like you know what i mean like that's i, I also but then that goes down to why do we get like upkiss for a reward for completing it you know like at the same time like oh we don't even get an enhance yeah like one enhancement core every like 10 runs like come on yeah and saying it doesn't require to be solo yes it does if you want the exotic and what are we actually protect what are we actually protecting here a better role on an exotic like what who you're talking about stat roles who cares if i can run it really fast with the team what are you protecting the worst part is once you get the exotic you can then get any other exotic on top of that so even if you want to grind for that exotic you're you know you're now grinding for that one on top of every other exotic armor piece i'll tell you what i'll meet you in the middle on this i could even say you got to solo it first to unlock it as as a team activity like you could do that like that's fine like i just in a game that for the last six years has never said if you want to chase this loot you must play by yourself they have never done that before it's it's unparalleled. Does that mean it's wrong? No, but you're certainly going to have lots of players that grate against it and say, I don't understand. I, I want to play with my buddies. So if I want to pursue a better role on this exotic, I have to go play by myself. The number one complaint in year three was we're being driven to play by ourselves in lost sectors. And Bungie's like, I have an idea. Like, let's do more of that. Like, clearly a sector of the game and a sector of the community didn't like the idea of playing by themselves in lost sectors and yet they delivered more of in the most literal sense exactly that playing by yourself in a lost sector i just it's fine to have solo options i don't want solo players to feel like there's always a door slammed in their face they've they've done a lot of that matchmaking for lightfalls is an example of that they tried to do guided games i mean that was at least an effort no matter how badly or poorly it went like i'm okay with you being given options but don't tell me i can't play with my friends if i want to pursue a particular item like i imagine remember when we could get the um Imagine being able to get double drops, uh, double perk drops on the Black Armory weapons. Like, it's 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 an upper echelon of those guns, but you can only do it by yourself. Well, that wouldn't have been very fun, would it? I, I don't, it's, it's fun to play the Forge with my buddies. We, we have a synergy. We're talking. We're joking. But if I want this extra ver- special version of the gun that I'm going to spend a couple days grinding for, I have to do that by myself. I, it To me, it's a step backwards, not a step forward. I mean, it's like, it's just, I don't... Do people not think it's weird to sit there and be like you know you're just talking with your friends you're in a fire team maybe you're out doing the open world grinding some of the triumphs in the uh you know the whatever the dark zone or whatever the heck it's called i can't even remember the eclipse zone and then suddenly you're like oh i want to go do a lost sector and instead of going oh guys i'm gonna let's go run this lost sector you're like all right i gotta leave the fire team because i want to go do this content and then suddenly it's like you're talking and then you got to stop say that you're going to leave them and go do your own thing and then go and run that by yourself for however long instead of going and joining them and playing right. them with and playing right. with them for the rest of the time like it's such a social interruption on top of just being like just a strange design choice 
and I want to respond to two things being said in chat. Solo players are frequently having doors slammed in our faces. These lost sectors are the first piece of endgame content designed for us. And then uh, uh, Redeeming Fire says, Solo players are the majority, not teams. So Bungie will satisfy solo players, and rightfully so. You do understand that I am suggesting something that wouldn't affect you. It would not affect you. You can go run a legendary lost sector by yourself and get an increased drop rate of the exotic, and I can run it with my teammates and get a lower drop rate because I would rather do that. Like, I'm not... It's like the people that were always anti-matchmaking in raids. They're like, it'd be terrible. It's like, well, you don't have to use it. It's not going to affect you. Now, I'm not saying matchmaking for raids is a good idea, but the example is, you're talking about me asking for something that would have zero effect on you. Like... And I don't even know if solo players are the majority. I mean, we, we don't yeah, know. With, so ga- with, with Game Pass, there could have been a really big rise in solo players because a lot of these people probably don't necessarily have a full friends list of people playing Destiny. So they're likely doing a lot of gameplay by themselves. That's a possi- that sure, Surely that's a possibility that we've had a rise in solo players. But there is no reason to add a feature for you that, that kicks dirt in my face. We can add a feature for you and still allow me to play with other people. Like, think of it this way. When they added matchmaking to Nightfalls, they didn't add matchmaking to Nightfall and then and like, and like then kick dirt in the face of somebody who wants to go in with the fire team into Nightfalls. Do you see? They stooped down. And, and gave you an olive branch and access to nightfalls you didn't previously have. They could have done the same thing here. Hey, if you run these legendary lost sectors solo, it's a better drop rate and solo players rejoice. And then the rest of us just keep doing what we're doing. Like, there's just, there's no reason to design content that that appeases you. And like, what, do you take some sort of smug satisfaction knowing that like fire teams have to break apart and go in by themselves? Like, ha what a victory for solo players. Like, come on, that's silly. That's... That's very sadistic. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not projecting that. I'm not saying you guys are saying that. But it kind of comes off as if you're wanting to protect this as if we had the option to run it. That's some sort of a devaluation of what they've given you. I don't think so. Master and Grandmaster Nightfalls don't devalue the fact that they have now given you the option to matchmake in the Nightfalls. It doesn't. It, it, you don't have to take one from the other. That's what I'm saying. Like this, But this is the example, right, that I said of... people genuinely getting angry and taking offense to the suggestion that we introduce you know having our fire team run with it or having matchmaking with it like why it doesn't it it has no effect on you you can still run it solo if you want with a higher chance i just want to be able to sit there with my friends while we're just chatting about random stuff and okay the drop rate is low but i don't care because i'm having fun and the time like is just passing yeah yeah and listen kelly the fact that they're going to put like adept weapons you know and they're going to lock that behind a grandmaster nightfall and you feel like that's kicking dirt in your face i i I, this game for six years has put has put there's good loot in in trials flawless there's good loot in a raid and there's going to be good loot in a grandmaster nightfall like that is a that's logical that is a logical hierarchy for activities in games like this like i don't feel like that's you getting dirt kicked in your face to me if I'm playing with my friends and I have to go play solo, that was complained about a bunch in year three. That's why this feels like a step backwards. Completing bounties is irritating with the fire team. Why? Pursuing these legendary lost sectors, it, you can't do the exotic pursuit with a fire team. Wrathborn hunts are frustrating with a fire team. It, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. It's because it's a it game it's a game down. built on it's team stupid. play. It's literally built on team play. You play with other people. Like I it's like it's, 
you I love you solo players and I want more things for you but I never want the game to lose its its play with your buddies appeal and I feel like we have lost some of that this expansion and season <laughs> look I'm not gonna I don't you know what I'm gonna go the opposite I don't like you solo players but only when you say stuff like that you know why because I have 120,000 triumph score and like 98% of the stuff in the game and it absolutely demolishes my spirit and soul that I will never be able to get the trials gear because I want it for my collections and I'll never be able to get the trials of death weapons because I know they're probably going to be pretty damn good but yeah. it's how the game is it's how every MMO type game is gone it's how every like multiplayer like a big big multifaceted game goes there are just some things you're never going to be able to get and you got to just swallow the pill of truth and just accept it like not everything is going to be accessible for everyone do i like the fact that no time to explain is now in uh, not no time to explain um always on time is now inside of the kiosk no that's an example of things are there for everybody that i don't agree with but you know it's gonna happen but stuff like trials gear what you know you got to be good at it if you want the gear you got to chase it it's 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 as a route for people who want to play that stuff to get that gear who and who earned it i mean it's the same thing with grandmaster adept weapons it's like i'm sorry that again looking at these youtubers and stuff it looks so easy i mean like or you know you feel like it should be soloable well there are people that can solo it so i would argue that it kind of is but if you want it you got to work for it like you know that's just how it's gonna be uh you know eugene says we need to swallow the same pill you know team-based players disagree raids dungeons nightfalls trials the end game is almost exclusively multiplayer your caller is basically telling us we're second class members of the community it's not I, I wouldn't say it, it, I don't think he's saying you're second class members of the community I just think when you approach games that are built from the ground up to be multiplayer this idea that it, it's 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 not fair and it's wrong that a, a significant portion of the game has been designed for multiplayer yeah you're literally telling me that you know d- a dinner for two isn't big enough to feed a family yep it's a dinner for two that's what it is it's a multiplayer game it's designed for you to play with other players right that's the way that it's built from the ground up that's why it's antithetical to say go play by yourself for for this particular thing and it's not a one-time thing like a quest it's an actual grind it's antithetical they literally at the launch of d2 that was their theme destiny is better together it's um if they're wanting to become this action mmo it doesn't make sense to say go grind for this by yourself and again giving you an inroad is awesome i'm all for that this this feels like a vengeance kick i'm sitting here saying give solo players inroads and look what they've done matchmaking for for nightfalls and you'll be able to get those weapons not adept but that's accessibility you didn't previously have as a solo player and they've given you that they again they tried with guided games and failed but i'm all for giving you inroads i'm not for closing roads to other players i'm not closing a road to you by saying raids require a team and so does trials that's not closing a road that's just how the content's been designed you are taking a lost sector and saying but road closed you you can't get this loot to drop with the team like (laughs) that's the difference in this argument you're wanting a road to be closed to teams and trials and raids and traditionally as well as nightfalls those were not roads that were closed it was content that was like yeah this is is designed for a full team 
That's what it is. That's the road what it was is. never open. That's yeah, the road like, was never open. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not like I'm going to defend myself a little bit here too, and be like I'm not saying that you know you guys are second class citizens. I'm saying that there is always going to be some content that you have to be a part of a team. I mean, although I will say, I would really prefer that they didn't chop off matchmaking at ten fifty at a uh, twelve fifty. I think that's a little silly, but. You know, there are just always going to be pieces of content that require a team. I mean, you cannot sit there with a straight face and tell me that a game built around like one of the very first trailers is three people walking on the moon to the Traveler, okay, where the whole thing is based around unity, working together, being a part of a team, protecting each other, fighting for the city, you know, like the whole entire game and the ethos of the game is is united under one you know, banner, aka the traveler. Well, not anymore, but now it's the, you know, it's both. And say, oh no, but uh, you know, the game, the game was never built with just team play in mind or multiplayer in mind. I mean, the whole thing, every quest we do. Oh, my fire team was lost in the lost sector. Oh, I lost all of my friends, and now they're haunting me on the moon. Oh, but, but like everything about the game is based around teams and multiplayer. I'm sorry, it's, that's just how it is. Right. Like, and I, 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 there should be solo alleys, right, or like slip roads for people to get onto the main thing. But you shouldn't close off teamwork, and you shouldn't close off group play. Just, you know, like to only be soloable content, to have only soloable stuff. Well, and I think we're getting lost in the weeds here too, because like Eugene's saying, you can't say accepted to solo players and not do the same as itself, but you're creating a false equivalency. When Bungie designed this game at its inception, they had a spectrum of content that could be match-made or not match-made, right? This is different. This is saying this pursuit, you literally have to leave your team to go get this pursuit. And... All along the way, we and others, and even Bungie has been saying, we're going to try and open up avenues for people to do things like, like for example, get matchmaking in a nightfall. They're trying to like open up the accessibility, right? And what happens? You create a spectrum, a spectrum of drop rate and a spectrum of reward. Similarly here, you could do the same thing. Now, you're also forgetting half of our argument. The Wrathborn hunts are another ritualistic seasonal grind that's there for you to do day in, day out, and it's terrible with the team, right? We're we're talking about both Legendary Lost Sectors and Wrathborn hunts. Oh, and don't forget Empire hunts. You guys are all focused on soloing Lost Sectors, Legendary Lost Sectors. You're forgetting there's significant portions of the game right now that are inefficient with a team. You don't, you don't want to do Wrathborn hunts or Empire hunts with the team unless you're all pursuing yep. the exact same item. That's what we're talking about. You can, you can zero in on Legendary Lost Sectors and be like, haha, victory for the solo players. I'm saying if you spent 50 bucks on this expansion and you were looking forward to playing with your buddies, virtually every piece of ritualistic content is bad with a fire team. And they didn't fill the core activities with anything new really they didn't reinvigorate them so you've got a raid to play with your buddies and then empire hunts wrathborn hunts and legendary lost sectors are all bad or inefficient with a fire team that's the problem you're zoomed in on one thing the legendary lost sector thing i i I would put money on the table that they're going to do a low drop rate exotic thing for teams just so people could be like yeah we don't necessarily want to play you know play the best you know every guy's got to go for this by themselves 
your Wrathborn hunt's kind of invalid. I can't get any gun in Borderlands from any boss. I can get Cloud Strike from somewhere else. If my friends don't want to get Cloud Strike, they don't play. You're, you're missing the point. You're, I'm done. I'm done explaining to people how stupid it is that Bungie created an expansion <laughs> where yep. 50% of the ritualistic <laughs> content is better by yourself. Like, I'm done trying to explain this to you guys. You're not getting it. You're, you're zeroing in on false equivalencies and narrow topics that we're Whoa. not addressing. Right now, it's stupid to play the game with teammates <laughs> unless you're playing a raid. It's that's That's bad game design for an MMO. Like... I'm, you're, you're basically telling me either pursue the exact same thing as my friends or go play by myself. That is antithetical to Destiny's identity. And if you don't get that, we're wasting more time discussing it. Well, it's it's even simpler, right? It's it's basically just that they keep saying we don't want solo content, and we're saying no, we want solo content and this. But like for some reason, the and is equivalent to, but you're not allowed to have it. Right. Like, you can play the Legendary Lost Sectors by yourself. You can do Empire Hunts by yourself. You can do Wrathborn Hunts by yourself. If I do any of those activities with my friends, it's less efficient. How do you not see how stupid that is? That's terrible game design. I'm not saying I should be able to go farm a boss for, for, for whatever I want. I'm saying they designed the content to be less efficient in a fire team. I'm not trying to take anything from you. You can run Wrathborn hunts, Empire hunts, and Legendary Lost Sectors by yourself and be rewarded for your time. If I run those activities with the fire team, I get a diminished experience. How do you not see how absolutely brain dead that is? That's the problem with bounties that we complained about in year three. Trying to do bounties with the fire team is less efficient and that's stupid for a game built on multiplayer. This feels so easy to, to see how folly it is. People are looking for a reason to get mad, man. I'm telling you. This is the thing, right? I said this to somebody earlier. The community is basically the squeaky wheel, the squeaky wheel, okay? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. But what happens is the wheel keeps on squeaking and it's never satisfied. <laughs> no matter, it doesn't matter what the argument's about. Like, even if it, even if it completely makes sense. We're not we're not saying that we don't want solo content. We're saying that the way they're des- they're building stuff in the game right now goes completely against their original design philosophy, which is you play with your friends. Like it's right. like that's why like my, so many of my friends that are like hardcore players like me with thousands of hours are just like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this content solo. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this content." Like we're all doing different things, but none of us want to be doing different things. We want to be doing stuff together. That's why right now we raid so much because it's the only thing we could do together because everything else is solo. Right. You're not seeing it from the solo player view. Yeah, it's really hard to see it from the solo player's point of view since I just said four different times in a row in four different ways. You can run legendary lost sectors, wrathborn hunts, and empire hunts by yourself, and that is extremely efficient. You can run your bounties by yourself, and that's extremely efficient. If I run any of those activities with the fire team, it is less efficient, especially with the RNG nature of the lure. I might not even be able to chase the same thing as my fire team. To say this, that solos don't have anything to take and teams are upset for once because they need to be solo like you're literally like i guess what smugly happy about the fact that people that like to play together are irritated with i don't know 80 percent of the 50 dollar expansion that they bought what are they supposed to do with their fire team raids and nightfalls they spent 50 dollars and the bulk of the content is better by yourself 
How is that not clicking in your brain that that's a devaluation of the content for anybody who's played the game for the last six years and you can go and solo everything? And I'm not trying to take that from a solo player. I don't want to take anything from a solo player. We have strikes. And yeah, we can go run strikes for a a green shot. Oh, wait. I forgot. Those are free. We don't need to pay the game for that, right? We don't need to pay for the game to play those. It's it's literally a fifty dollar expansion where you have you have strikes with a gun and raids like, uh, <laughs> and everything else in Beyond Light. You are better off by yourself. The single most common complaint I saw the last three the last the, the, all of year three was, I spend most of my time by myself in a lost sector, like. I, <laughs> Everything's bounty based, so that's just what I do. I just grab my bounties and I go to a and I go to a lost sector. And Bungie's like, "Hold my beer. Beyond Light's gonna cost you fifty dollars, and all of the core content is better by yourself." <laughs> I mean, even the dawning, right? What's the one thing people have been doing right now? Sitting in the thrall room and shatter throw by yourself, grinding out materials, or sitting next to Rahul by yourself and just making bad cookies so that you can get your community essence up or whatever the hell it is. Like, it's it's not a good state right now. I'm sorry. Like, there's a point where I enjoy solo content, but at the end of the day, I bought this game to play with friends. And I like, cause I saw, oh, this is a multiplayer game. The way I got into the game was my friends told me to get it and I played with them for a long time. And now I'm getting this content where all my social interactions are getting broken up because we're all doing different things. And it just doesn't make any sense to me that they would do that. It is less efficient for me to run with a team member to do Wrathborn hunts, even if, they, even if they don't even want to do the Wrathborn hunts, right? If they're just coming with me to help me out, it still takes me less time to do it by myself because I don't have to wait for their connection or do whatever. Because the time frame and the way the content is designed is just not okay for more than one person. Where'd right, I- right. But, you know, what Bungie does not cater 100% of the game to you. 100% uh, can be catered to the solo. You're terrible at math. That's like, not what we're saying. If, you're tr- if you try and help, help your kids with your, their math homework, you're going to get them, they're going to fail. It's not 1%. If you look at the $50 that was spent on Beyond Light, it's like 80% of the content is better solo. It, it's You can have your solo inroad. Not once in this debate have we once said that they should like slam down the portcullis on solo players. We have simply said, if I want to run Wrathborn hunts with my buddy, I should be able to do that and get the loot that I'm chasing. I, I literally don't even get rewarded for playing with my friend. Like I'm just along for the ride, I guess. Like what is that even what is that? Like it's it's and then if I want to get these exotics, I gotta play solo, Empire Hunts, unless we're chasing the exact same loot. I I I, I have to I can't I have to play by myself. It just the the, the people who are saying we need to have solo content are being more elitist than the people saying we should have both. Right? Like, oh, okay, my bad if I sound elitist saying it's just how it is that raids, which are six-man activities where mechanics are designed for six people. Okay, granted, there have been solo stuff clearly from, like, bugs and things. You know, and Grandmaster Nightfalls where it's just extremely hard to do it solo, right? It's just going to be how it is, right? If you want to do a solo raid, I don't don't know how that's even going to work, but guess what? We got dungeons for that. Go do a solo dungeon. That's basically just a, a solo version of a raid. Go do it. That's there. But you know what the difference is? Dungeons let you do it as a solo player or as a team. 
right if you want the challenge and to do it as a solo player and get that emblem and stuff that's there but if you want to run it through and get the weekly done with your team because it's easier that's also there we don't want i'm not no one is arguing that we don't want solo content like i don't know where like why that is such a huge focus of the conversation because that's that was never said and that is not that is not what we're saying now we, we say we right. want both yeah I, i've always i've always wanted both and that's why i celebrated matchmaking for for nightfalls like i celebrate those types of things i'm never gonna celebrate somebody saying man i bought beyond light and if i want to get this gun from empire hunts and my buddy wants to get another gun we can't play together if i want to get this gun from wrathborn hunts and he's trying to get this other gun we can't play together right like it that shouldn't be the case now if you're gonna look at loot and trials or a raid and say oh i can't get that because i'm a solo player I understand that being a point of frustration, but again, we're we're approaching a we're we're approaching a a, a multiplayer game. Like I, I I don't I don't necessarily feel like th- th- this should be the this should be the the discussion point. Like it's it, having activities that require a team. I don't I don't I don't think that that's illogical in a game like this. What's illogical oh. is to make as I said 75 to 80% of the content in Beyond Light it just seems really really built as it's like it's a it's grading against playing with a team. That that's again that's how bounties are created. Yes, I can cr- I can get bounties done with a team. You're right. Yes. I can get loot from Empire Hunts and Wrathborn Hunts with the team. That is correct. I'm not saying you must play solo, but it's just the same problem that we experienced with the bounties in year three. It's so inefficient. It fe- You feel like it feels stupid. You're like, I should just be playing by myself. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Like, it's, it's fine to give solo inroads, but don't make me feel like I'm spinning my wheels or being almost punished for playing with a team. That's dumb. Uh, and I, I have one more. I have one more counterpoint to make too, right? Here's the key difference between solo content and and you saying, "Oh, but it's the same as you saying you too bad. You got to get a team." Look, all right. I'm sorry that that's annoying, but you have Reddit, you have the Bungie forums, you have the Bungie fire team search, you have Discord like uh, servers that you can find, you Precisely. have Xbox Live LFG, you have like there are at least five or six different places where you can find a team and if you lack the social ineptitude to gather a group of five, six people to go and do an activity i mean it sucks and okay it happens because i've been there already <laughs> like I, I, I was previously not great at finding teams but the options are there solo content it, you can always do it group content i want to be able to play stuff with my friends and not have our social interactions broken up because of that you have many avenues to find teams and to do things. It's more frustrating and it can be difficult, but the options are there. And if you really want to do the content, it is very much possible. Okay. I mean, there are people that find teams for heist on GTA five. Okay. If they can do that, I'm sure that there are, po- it's very possible for you to find teams to do raids that are effective. Maybe it might take a couple hours. Maybe it might be frustrating, but if you want the loot, it's there. Bungie have tried to give you guys options. The community has plenty of options to go and do that content with groups. It's it's you know it's not impossible. So I, I don't I don't really view it as the same argument. 
Well, I just we just need we just need to land the plane because I yeah I don't we don't yeah, we don't yeah, want to yeah. be we don't well we don't want to be dismissive and condescending. You I think you overreached a little. I th- this is this is how I would say it. This is how I would say it. For a multiplayer game to ask people to form a team is not antithetical to the game's identity. For a multiplayer game to ask people to play by themselves or make it really efficient to play most of the content by yourself, that to me is antithetical to the game's identity. It's a multiplayer game where I feel like more and more of the game is less efficient with the team. That's my ultimate problem with it. The game's identity is at odds with what is happening. I'm okay with a solo player being given inroads and options. What I'm not okay with is a multiplayer game that makes the multiplayer experience less and less appealing. That to me is backwards. Wrathborn Hunts, Empire Hunts, and Legendary Lost Sectors are all less efficient and less appealing with a team. That's backwards. A multiplayer game asking you to form a team, that's not backwards. That's the natural trajectory of a game. You play, you become better at it, you run into people, you form those connections, maybe you start playing together. That's a natural, logical progression. It's regressive and backwards. You're like, welcome to a multiplayer game that's been out for the last six years. Most of the content's better by yourself. What? That's the problem. If you if you want to have inroads to content as a solo player, I'm gonna cheer for you until you start touching night like master grandmaster nightfalls raids or trials. I'm always gonna push back on those, but for the most part, I'm here for you. I'm gonna carry the banner for the solo player when I feel it makes the most sense. But I'm also gonna carry the banner for the people in a fire team that are like, I bought a fifty dollar expansion and roughly eighty percent of the content is is better by myself. And this is something we complained about in year three, and it's spreading. It's spreading. How is it less efficient? How can you not see it being less efficient? If Unless we're all chasing the exact same things, Wrathborn Hunts and Empire Hunts are less efficient with the team. You, you have to pick the same reward or you don't get a reward. If I am chasing rolls, I'm getting less drops, less rolls, less efficient. It's, it, it's, 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 ba- it's a basic math thing. Empire Hunts, yes, you, if you pick a different reward than me, we fight a different boss. What, what are you talking about? You, if you pick one reward and I pick another reward, we fight a different, we fight a different boss. What do you mean? We can't play together. If I'm chasing the fusion, you're chasing something else. What do you mean? Only for the bounty one, right? So unless I'm chasing the milestone, which is there, 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 it's a targeted farm. There are three Empire Hunt targeted farms. Again, I have to pick the same thing as you, or it's less efficient. The rest of the Empire Hunt's better as a team? Yeah, but it also has matchmaking. So, like, I don't know. What exactly do you change from Empire Hunts? If I do the prereqs for an art for a piece of loot and you do a prereqs for a piece of loot, we have to run different ones. It shouldn't be like that. It's the same way with Wrathborn Hunts. We can fight the same we can fight the same boss and get different drops according to the lure. That's how it should be. Isn't matchmaking not a team? Not if not if the guy that I'm playing with, I have to leave him. We, I have to go do something else. We, we're we're going we're going to go fight different bosses. That's I'm the just, point. I'm just going to say, like, I, I will accept the fact that I am I am being kind of dismissive because to be to be frank, even though that's not my name, um, it's kind of ridiculous 
in my view <laughs> that you that you think it's absurd of me to suggest that in the sway in the swath of 1.8 million people you cannot possibly find a group of five others that speak the same language of you on the internet that want to run the raid at the same time as you i i understand it takes time because believe me even though i speak english it still takes me a, you know it, sometimes it could take me a decent amount of time to find a team i like but it is not impossible and you have to accept the fact that as a multiplayer game, there are going to be, I mean, we're talking about like two activities out of the entire game that require, uh, like that require a team, okay? That, that's that's gonna be a thing. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but that that it is. I'm not trying to be condescending, but I am being a bit dismissive of it because I think it's kind of absurd. Well, and they have the option to build a team. I don't really have right. the option to, like, I have to basically be like, oh, I'm not going to play with... They're like, oh, you have the option to play by yourself. Again, I, that's just kind of how I want to end this debate, is for me, a multiplayer game asking you to build a team for an activity is in line with the game's identity. A multiplayer game asking you to play most of the a lot of the content by yourself or it's more efficient to play by yourself is antithetical to the game's identity, and that's ultimately my my conclusion we went way too, we went way too long i'm late for my other channel i'm sitting here trying to get yeah, a ps5 no as well so good good <laughs> good calling good co-hosting <laughs> good debating yeah, yeah. you know uh you know every uh everybody's got different perspectives on this i ultimately want everybody solo or team-based to have tools and inroads to mm-hmm. content and not have things slammed in their face unless it's something very specific like a raid or trials i think those are those are different types of content and that again that's i feel like that's just in line with a multiplayer's identity so uh thank you so much uh greg i'm gonna remute you and if you're listening to this recording elsewhere don't hate greg he's a nice guy uh he's getting wound up like everybody else he's not meaning to insult anybody directly (laughs) he's just passionate like everybody gets passionate so if you're listening to this recording elsewhere you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe